and there is definitely somewhere in here a threshold. Liberame Domine, which decodes to mean extricate me, programmer. We might dream of people and places we had never seen as vividly as if we had seen them and actually known them. We are living in a computer programmed reality and the only clue we have to it is when some variable is changed and some alteration in our reality occurs. another episode of the Flow Universe podcast. There's an impression of transition, and then you're propelled into the next space. Now, now if you don't mind, can we get on to your question? Well, sir, I'm not sure I understand the distinction between reflexive and voluntary nerve impulses. Very good. Since our lab work today is a demonstration of just that distinction, why don't we proceed? All right, welcome back to another episode of the Float Universe podcast. I am so glad that you're here. There's so many podcasts out there. Thank you for listening to this one. I've been very infrequent lately. I apologize. I am in the process of a move. It's been about a month and a half. It's very hard to find a place. At least I didn't know this initially when you don't have rental history. I stepped out of the game for two years to take care of my mom, so I didn't have proper rental history, but shout out to the guy that's setting us up with a place. I'm not telling you where it is. We're going to keep that a secret for a little bit, but that's why you you haven't had frequency with these podcast episodes. But I'm so glad you're here. You've been wanting Plasma Born 369, tonight's guest, for a long time. Very metaphysical, very psychedelic, very spiritual, with an edge. That being said, there are a lot of F-bombs in this episode so if you have children, if you have sensitive ears, it will be all kinds of enlightening subject matter. But we, him actually, not me so much, will say the F-bomb, fuck, quite a bit of times. So enjoy the show, and that being said, you are enlightened. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Float Universe podcast. I'm so honored to have tonight's <laughs> tonight's guest. It's uh, apparently his first podcast, and I've followed yes, him for quite a while on Instagram. I feel like we've been on that same frequency for quite a while, kind of like bad boys of spirituality. And you're much more of a <laughs> you're yeah, much you're much more uh, of a bad boy than me. I'm, I'm my own version of it, but you like like the biker spirituality. I mean, I mean, just from oh, just from, just from appearances alone, it's like this guy is like uh, leather. What do uh, you mean? Look at my shirt. Heavy dude. metal. You know what I mean, though. You got the tattoos. The you look like yeah. The, I was just being an edge lord. Well, I love it. So I'm I'm so honored to have you because I know both of us have have our we had our ups and downs on Instagram. Uh, oh my god, yes. Through the subject matter, through spirituality through dmt through the pandemic through all the, the stupid shit that we've uh, experienced on instagram over the past few years so that's how i've come to know you so tonight 
Uh, I, I'm super pleased to welcome Plasmaborn369. Welcome to the Float Universe. How are you? Hey, man. I'm so happy to be here, and I'm I'm actually happy with myself for actually agreeing to do one of these finally. So let's fucking get into it. You know, it's interesting <laughs> that I feel like over the past few weeks, I'm, I'm about two weeks sober off of weed, and I don't know how long I'm going to go. Holy shit. Yeah, I know, right? Good for I, you, man. But I feel like in doing that, I have shifted my frequency to a point where I can communicate with certain people. Like when I'm in that heavy, heavy weed cloud, I feel like my frequencies, you know, it's its own frequency. And, and sometimes that's not other people's frequency. And as I exit that stoner world, like 24 seven, I don't know how much you smoke. We'll get into that, but I'm smoking close to like an eighth a day, which is kind of ridiculous. Uh, and so I'm, I feel like it's kind of, you know, put a dampener on my frequency. And as I kind of release it, that uh, like the universe is, <clears throat> The universe is opening up all these awesome interviews with people uh, like yeah. you and, and other people that I think are pretty cool, too. So, again, it's quite an honor for me. Um, I, I've always liked your work. And you, you're, you're an original meme creator, too. You're um, spiritual. You're psychedelic, I think, still. But uh, I want to hear this. <laughs> Plasmaborn369. So, first of all, what is Plasma? Oh, my God, dude. What, what does Plasmaborn369 mean? So, Plasmaborn369, it was right after... My Kundalini awakening in 2017, I, I was searching for a way to vent my extra dimensional experiences that I was having due to my Kundalini awakening, my astral projection, my lucid dreaming. I was literally starting to go insane, bottling up all these, these experiences I was having or having. And at the time, my girlfriend, she, she suggested that I try to find like-minded people. And it was really sad actually because my experiences were pushing us apart because she wasn't on the same wavelength but she you know she was such a good person that she was like you need to she was kind of releasing me in a way mm -hmm. and i i said how am i going to do this it's not facebook because that's all my old friends and old family and i tried to share stuff on there but they would you know they were like belittling me making fun of it thinking oh that's just jason he went crazy lost his mind from drugs so I was just like, you know what? I need a clean slate. And I just deleted Facebook and I tried Instagram for the first time. And I, and I got to start all over again. And, and I used hashtags to find like-minded people at first. And then they just started pouring in. And it was just right. the perfect, the best therapeutic medicine that I had experienced. You know, it was totally natural. And it was the first time I got to experience something called coherence or empathy with the collective conscious. So. Uh, and it's been a bumpy ride ever since I started that posting stuff in 2017. You know, it's, you mentioned the pandemic and all the, oh man, all the, you know, the, what do you want to call it? the fact checker tyranny and just psyop after psyop after psyop. It's been hard to not be demoralized through the whole process and to, to remain high vibe and to, you know, be all love light, namaste through everything. But at the same time, as a man and as an awake human being, if you're being, you know, attacked or targeted online, you're going to, you know, become more, uh, <laughs> how do I, let's, let's choose the right words here. You're going to become more, um, not defensive, not militant, but just ready for anything. Let's just say whether it's good, bad, negative, positive, neutral, whatever it may be. So that's where I'm at now is just trying to ebb and flow with the changing currents of time and uh chi and it's been it's just been crazy man and i have to keep going forward i cannot go backwards 
which means doing awesome things like talking to you. So, and the synchronicities just keep flowing in. So I know I'm on the right path. So here we are, man. And that's a, a little, little, little nutshell between Amen. 2017 and right now. Amen. So you, you, did you have like a spot, a spontaneous, uh, can, can oh my God, yeah. like, like, uh, like the Kundalini just happened out of nowhere, like a, a spontaneous oh, event. Let's, let's try to put this into a nutshell for you too. Okay. So I grew up, you know, broken home, whatever. And I, I looked for, I looked for escape out of this matrix, I guess you could say. I just knew from a very young age that there was something wrong. In, in school, you know, so I lashed out and I'd get in trouble. I'd get in fights. I'd, I'd get arrested. I got into a lot of trouble when I was a minor, like three felonies, four misdemeanors kind of trouble at the age of 15. So it just sent me off on this like path of soul searching. But I had to, I had to kind of navigate the drug world and, and the crime world and, and just being alone. Cause I was very, I've, I've been on my own from a very young age. And I, I was uh, introduced to psychedelics at a very young age, at the age of 14, my older cousins were just feeding me shrooms like potato chips. And we would go out into the forest around here. I live in Oregon. We'd go out to a place called Silver Falls and just, I'd have the most mind expansive experiences at a very young age. And then those experiences coupled with, you know, going to school and, and the law and all that, it was just like this total uh, polarization in my mind from the very beginning of good versus evil, but I was, and I just didn't have any idea what it was. I didn't know what spirituality was, but I knew that something was not right. So I just kept going, man. And, uh, I never really got into synthetic psychedelics. Um, I've always been kind of, I, I just don't trust them. I don't know how to, maybe it's cause I'm an earth sign. I just love all things natural, but, uh, I've always been a big, uh, psilocybin advocate um i did a lot of of hero doses that was like the only way that i used to do i'd do it every couple months and they, they were crazy man it was like a it was like a reset for me every time but to get back okay so i didn't know what it was man i didn't know what was wrong in the world but i i was gonna figure it out and all i knew was is i was really bad at being a machine i was really bad at being fake i was bad at math you know, I was bad at making money because I didn't give a shit about materialism or money. I was an artist, really very right brain. So I delved into the only thing that really gave me comfort or solace, which was music. And I became a, a metal vocalist. I was a very pissed off kid, very pissed off young man. It wasn't until about, I don't know, maybe seven years ago, I wasn't pissed off. But <laughs> so anyway, I vented my frustration in the music world invented my 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 artistic expressions and all that shit in the music world and then after a rollover truck accident mm. I, I broke my back i rolled four times in my ford ranger and got two compression fractures lost a quarter inch of my height so it gave me this chronic pain okay like everyday chronic pain I, there was no surgery to fix it and so I, I delved from the psychedelics and the marijuana into the depressants, the alcohol and the, uh, you know, started with the Demerol, Percocet, then the heavier shit. Okay. And eventually got into heroin. Um, I didn't just jump into heroin. Okay. This was because, dude, I watched the full thing happen. I I'm, I'm 38 years old. So 
I graduated high school when we were bombing Iraq. Okay, I remember watching it on TV. And all my friends, including me, were like, yeah, let's go over there and fuck them up. We can't wait. Because we've been playing first-person shooters our whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we were just, like, programmed from the very beginning. And, uh, I mean, I grew up to pro wrestling, gangster rap, heavy metal, first-person shooters. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole nother style off if you want to get into that. Uh, if you look into the conspiracy with Generation X and how the DOD and the Pentagon were trying to create super soldiers for their future wars by programming and video games and music and culture and all that shit. But I basically delved into the numbing agents and then my being a metal musician, I just, I thrashed the fuck out of my neck and my back on stage mm. constantly. And it just got worse and worse, more and more alcohol. All of a sudden on tour, I couldn't lift my head up one time on tour and a guitar player we were touring with, touring with from another band was like, here, take this. This is like the, you know, the moment that would change my life forever. And I was like, what is it? He's like, it'll make your pain go away. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't give a fuck, whatever, man. Because at that point, I was just blackout drinking whiskey every night just to get by. And uh, I didn't know it at the time, but it was a little thing called methadone, which is a government synthesized heroin, essentially, except for it's way, way worse because it has a 48 hour half-life. The shit is so poisonous, dude. And it, and it just, it takes years to get to feel right again after you've been on it. But anyway, I, it made me feel amazing. I finished the tour and that started a whole fuck dude, 12, 13 year opiate problem for me. And I watched the whole thing unfold. I watched Afghanistan war. My friends get killed. My friends get injured. My friends coming back with PTSD, showing me footage of them killing civilians and fucked up shit. And at the same time, Big Pharma flooded our streets with painkillers. It was when the Oxycontin was huge, right? Yeah, I remember. And in the in the music industry, it was all about cocaine and Oxycontin. It wasn't really any heroin yet. It was, you know, MDMA. It's weird shit, LSD. Uh, all of a sudden, Afghanistan went into overdrive, and Big Pharma they kept getting in trouble for Oxycontin, so they put down these, they clamped down on the doctors over prescribing. The doctors pulled back the prescriptions. Big Pharma pulled a fuck ton of opiates off the street. So that dried up. The pills got down to like a dollar a milligram. So it was just ridiculous. dude. I was paying $30 for one pill, you know, Ooh, and yeah. all of a sudden the pills went away. All of a sudden, cheap fucking heroin was just everywhere on the streets. And of course, it had to do with Afghanistan and the cartels. There was a lot of shady shit going on with the Obama administration and the cartels at the time. So it just, you know, I made that decision one day with my ex-girlfriend. I was like, well, it's essentially the same thing as the pills, right? It's just the opiate, touches the opiate receptors in the brain. And we took the fucking, we made that, that mistake, man. And that kicked off a whole dark night of the soul. I think that's when it really, really, really began for me. Um, she, <laughs> she was a lawyer, dude. And unfortunately, she got hooked on drugs. I watched her go from mm. a lawyer to a criminal, and it just fucked her whole life up. But the beautiful part is that crazy relationship that we had. We had a three-bedroom house. I was unemployed most of the time. I was just a fucking crazy drug addict musician. I didn't work. She, Her parents were rich. Our bills were being taken care of at the time by her rich parents. And I just went balls deep in YouTube, dude. Like I put on my Turtle Beach headphones and my Xbox 
and I would just like smoke foils and get all high and just watch CIA whistleblower shit, stuff about fractals, light body, rainbow light body activation. Like I went down the rabbit hole, I guess you could say. Um, the good stuff, the bad stuff, everything in between years, like a couple years. And, and that's when I started fucking with, you know, got all woo woo, pulled out the crystals and uh, started fucking with frequencies, making my own holy water. While at the same, you know, I'm doing these high vibe spiritual things while doing narcotics, you know, it was really a crazy contrast. But I'm, I'm not going to fucking lie to you, man. Those drugs are the reason why I had a Kundalini awakening and I am where I am today. And it's just like, you know, you can't have the light without the dark sometimes. And people refuse to believe that shit. Oh, but yeah. I'll tell you straight up, straight up right now, I had my Kundalini awakening strung out on meth and heroin. Okay. I didn't, I wasn't in a temple somewhere fasting and, and fucking doing Kree yoga for 90 days while fucking humming. No, mm -hmm. I was smoking fucking out of, I was just smoking drugs, dude. And just, I would lay there after getting all high in bed because the opiates and I'd be stoned and shit. It would allow me the time to be introspective and to chill my body out. So what I would do is I would just try to find the, see if I could feel the energy centers. And, and at the same time, this was destroying my relationship, of course. I neglected the, my, my women, and, and uh, it just took a toll. I was in the hermetic phase, you know, in that uh, dark night of the soul. But, okay, so the first couple out-of-body experiences started happening for me. And it was a fucking, it just shattered my entire reality because I was an atheistic you know, survival of the fittest. I worshiped science. I'm not going to lie. Like I really did. It, if I couldn't see it, it didn't, it wasn't real. If my five senses couldn't perceive it, it wasn't real to me and fucking hell. So you go from that to all of a sudden an out-of-body experience where you look at your body and then you travel down a wormhole and then you're shot back into your body. Like this was the kind of shit that I was coping with alone. Okay. And on drugs and shit. And it was just, I just spiraled further down the hole because it just shattered my entire paradigm. I had no mentors. I had no guides. I had no one to talk to. I was struggling just to not be dope sick most of the time. Yeah. And, and so it was just the dark night of the soul really fucking kicked in for me around the age of 27. That's when that shit started happening. And then, and then uh, negative multidimensional experiences started happening. Uh, astral attacks and shit like that on top of the drug use and the negative influences all around me and things just got worse 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 and then boom I hit rock bottom that house went away the girlfriend went away family was like we're done with you you can't have any more favors you're an adult now so I just hit the street man I hit the street withdrawing from heroin with nothing and I survived like that for six months, going from the streets to the hospital to jail. Just It was like this, I call it the trinity of death. It, it was just like, once I get out of jail, I'd go steal a fucking 40 of malt liquor and get hammered and then get a disorderly conduct charge, get thrown into jail, get really shit-faced drunk, get caught on a fucking razor wire fence, cut my arm open, and then get sent to the ER. You know, it was just like yeah. this revolving door. And this was the pinnacle of my dark night of the soul, I'd say. And then one day an angel, after seeing me come through the fucking ER like three or four times, this whole process, she's like, I put the papers through for you 
you're going into inpatient rehab for a 10 day detox program. And then fuck dude, she saved my life. She saved my fucking life. And she's not the first person that just came out of nowhere and totally redirected my entire life for me and gave me a chance. And uh, I took a selfie with someone in the detox program. I expect I was going to be released back on the street. I thought I was doomed, you know, and someone saw the selfie on Facebook. My sister was looking for me. She came, let me crash on her couch for a while. I got my shit together, you know, and then, and then uh, another little dark night of this will happen. But anyway, here, after a, uh, a bunch of bullshit and just fucking <sighs> struggling, fighting on, here we are. And uh, I, I hope I put that in uh, terms you well, can understand. You, you, you I mean, did, you did. And, 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 and <laughs> me and you have a lot of parallels. Now, I've never been to jail. I've never been out on the streets. So it sounds like you didn't have, like, what was your mother and father's situation growing up? Holy fuck. Well, you're lucky that I don't give a shit when anyone thinks about me. <laughs> Same so, here, bro. I just don't give a fuck anymore, man. Once you've been through enough things in life, you just yep. fucking take me as I am. I don't give a fuck. So anyway, I I had three stepdads. Uh, each one was an asshole in their own way. You know, it was just my mom. She had her, her own trauma to deal with. And it she just chose the wrong dudes. And it, and it fucked our my head up like it would any young man. But thank God, my grandfather was a fucking man's man, old school. He saved my ass. You know, he had me chopping firewood at a very young age, working my ass off. We're a, we're a logging family and he was a multimillionaire and he took me under his wing and showed me excavation and logging and taught me all of these values, masculine values, which are so essential that you right. see you, nowadays you see why we need that shit. We, but well, that's the back thing in you, the you, day, you, it was just like authority sucks, but now it's like, yeah. fuck, we need that or everything's going to collapse. Well, that's why I wanted to ask but, because you, you are almost hyper-masculine sometimes with your, oh, uh, your, with, with your comments and posting and, uh, you know, you, you don't really ride that line. You're not, I don't really see too many feminine traits coming out in your posts and who you are. Oh, it's it's very alpha. It's very masculine. I enjoy it. I don't. Uh, yeah, but that's fucking cringy to me. I don't want to just be that. And but, but I'll I, tell you straight. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead. I'll tell you straight up, man. I. I'd have I, this sucks because I feel like to tell you one thing, I have to tell you this fucking gigantic backstory for it to be make any sense. But let's just say when I first had my Kundalini awakening, I was very feminine. I was overly feminine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Super empathetic to the point where it affected my life in a really negative way. Okay. My girlfriend fell out of love with me. I what, just what, hold I was, on. like, like, like soy, like, 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 like that kind of like, what yeah, kind of, dude. Yeah. Well, I've never really, really been like that. It's not really in my blood, but right. before my before it happened, I was abusing uh, research chemicals known as SARMs, mm -hmm. okay? And they're like synthetic androgens. And so I got off of them after abusing them for like a year. You're only supposed to take them for like a month and then, get, and then cycle off. I went on them for like a fucking year. Because I was all butthurt over my ex-girlfriend leaving me. So I was going to show her. I was going to make all this money and just get all jacked. And I took, you know, I, at that point, I threw away all spiritual knowledge I knew and dove straight into the materialism once again, mm -hmm. which was a bad idea. But it was part of the process. I learned so much from that little phase of my life. 
But anyway, so when I got off of these, right when I had my, right before I had my Kundalini awakening, uh, my estrogen just went straight up and my T crashed. And so I was dealing with these insanely profound spiritual experiences while being hormonally off balance, which I noticed was being more polarized feminine because of my hormones being more estrogenic, I think had a lot to do with me being able to have much more spiritual experiences, multidimensional experiences, psychic experiences, psychedelic experiences. And that's mm-hmm. a whole nother conversation we could get into. I mean, but just to break it down real quick for you, I believe that men and women both have their own superpowers for the, for this world and for other worlds. And, uh, and part, you know, women are receptive and they're empathetic and they, they can feel energy and they can download energy and men are like master builders on this physical plane. And anyway, they, I don't want to say there's gender roles, but there is. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. Like, I mean, the basic but, thing of like Taoism is like man lives externally, right? The penis is external. Man lives an externalized, <laughs> yeah, you know, man lives an externalized lifestyle. Whereas the woman, the vagina is an internalized thing. Yes, women, sir. Women live this internalized life of emotion and and, 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 and I try to like more abstract, right? Yeah, me. exactly. Exactly. So and part of my problem with modern society is it's tilting a little bit feminine, which is turned into this nanny state where, you know, like, you know, so yeah, man. I'm not a big fan Ball of it, balance. but, but it's, it's hard to articulate this to people. I told this to my doctor one day and she got really offended. I'm like, I go, I go, no, I go, no offense, but uh, this is like women in charge and, and being in the workplace is turning this world into a perpetual nanny state. And I'm, not a big fan of it. And I, I didn't say you should be barefoot That's in the awesome. kitchen cooking uh, food, but you know, it was kind of, a, kind of, kind of implied, but you know, it's, it's uh, I, I totally agree with you that traditional gender roles are very important and uh, men should be masculine. And there's uh, 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 almost like a deficit of that today in, in the modern society. And it's actually encouraged, you know, with, yeah, all and the- it's even seeped into the spiritual community too, which is why I kind of, one of the reasons why the directions I went when you say I'm hyper-masculine or whatever, I believe that the spiritual community, I mean, I I was part of it. I noticed it for myself. And it Mm -hmm. makes sense that the spiritual community would polarize feminine because it is primarily a feminine trait. It's like abstract, you know what I mean? Yeah. But but energy is not totally abstract. So spirituality, what spirituality needs is grounding, okay? And it needs more masculine energy. It needs more left brain uh, analytics. So that's why- Yeah pioneers like Dan Winter, who literally scientifically figured out spirituality, you know what I mean? Like mapped it out with science and shit and language. It just, it just, we need, we just need that merger. It was like, we were a fucking, it's like we're a rubber band consciousness, right? And it was pulled tight and then let go. It just needs to reverberate until right. it finds like a, a middle ground somewhere. And I think the spiritual community is going to, when you first wake up, I notice there's a pattern to the whole fucking thing. It's like you can make a graph of what happens when a person has a spiritual awakening. But majority of people, when they first have a spiritual awakening, become overly feminine. Yes, and I agree. 100 percent doesn't if that doesn't bite them in the ass, then they'll stay that way. But for a lot of men, it does bite them in the ass. And it bit me in the ass and I lost a relationship. Yeah, and, me too. You know, and, a, and a lot of things suffered. I wasn't making money. You, you need a foundation in this fucking 3D world. You cannot neglect it. You are here. You wake up here every fucking day. You're a fucking human being. You know what I mean? And, and you're made out of this dense matter. Not, it's not just the matter, 
but you're a multi-dimensional, multi-layered entity, right? And uh, you need to not neglect those aspects of you. So, yeah, so I became more masculine, but right now I'm trying to pull back a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know exactly. I mean, it's all happening so fucking naturally and fluidly for me. So I just try not to overthink it. Well, see, that's but, the thing, you know, like with you, I wonder, one of the things was, that was really important for me to interview is this. I'm tired of people saying that I'm not spiritual because I'll say a certain dirty word or I'll act a certain no. way that, that isn't aligned with their belief of what a spiritual person is. And you take that actually to a further degree, which is, um, like I said, it's not hyper-masculinity, but it's not, when I say hyper-masculinity, it's in relative to like what, uh, what an average spiritual person believes a spiritual person should be, which is slightly effeminate. You know, I, I kind of take Jesus as a perfect example, you know, like long hair, you know, he's not, he's not muscle bound. He's it's very centered. Actually. I think like the goal is to be somewhat. Centered. He didn't have a man bun though. He didn't he, have a man bun. So we'll give well, him that. Yeah. So, but, but to, <laughs> but to be centered, I think is to be the goal and not to be too masculine, new feminine, but I think men, I think I do believe in gender roles. I do believe that we've been this way for thousands of years prior to the past five years. And what are we going to just, I think that's why people are going crazy too, is we've let go or we've pushed away or we're embarrassed to, you know, be proud about being a man or being masculine or doing masculine things. I mean, guys our age and younger are cutting their dicks off and taking hormones to be women. So, you know, like the world check, is in yeah, to- total upside down chaos. It's ridiculous. And check, uh, check this out. Who, who is the old school Edgar Casey? I think, I believe it was Edgar Casey once channeled a message that the ancient Lemurians were overly feminine. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why their civilization fell because they were easily taken over by warlike, I don't know if they were humans or what, extraterrestrials from Mars, okay? So you need, you need the fucking yin-yang. You, and, and this is another reason why they motivated me to become more masculine and be more prepared for anything is because I became aware of the PSYOP that was the hippie movement in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And how the CIA engineered the whole entire thing to pacify Americans so that they could later be conquered by Marxists, okay? And there's <laughs> a whole rabbit hole you can go into about that. 100% and, and, and I agree. LSD and fucking yeah. Ashbury Street and the Grateful Dead and fucking Jim Morrison's dad was the admiral for the fucking Gulf of Tonkin incident. Yeah. Like there's, it's almost like they just, this whole culture was fabricated. I'm not going to yep. lie. But at the same time, it was so necessary because it was like a, a stepping stone for humanity to kind of like, go back and forth and then it's kind of funny how most of those hippies turn into fucking rich coke snorting yuppies in the fucking right. stock market later but, <laughs> but that's what the but, crazy thing about the the hippie movement and lsd and all that stuff is lsd uh, you know when they discovered it, it was like okay we're going to engineer this to to brainwash people or to gain more control and i think like anything like maybe coronavirus is the same thing like you know, we engineer yeah, something dude. and we expect True. it to go a certain way but you know the universe is actually in control and it's actually going to have negative and positive uh you know potentialities and i think that's what yes, happened sir. with lsd was which was yeah you know what you, you you fried a lot of people and uh you destroyed a lot of people you destroyed a lot of traditional values but at the same time you awakened i mean i don't know do you think lsd awakens you do you think that these do you think psychedelics in general what, what do you think about the mechanisms and do they awaken oh, you fuck. or does it does it lead you further down a rabbit hole of like this not is, knowing this is the perfect direction for you to go because it's one of the things i wanted to mention so first of all, I haven't smoked marijuana since June 2021. Wow. And Congratulations. It's not, it's, it's not because I don't think it's it's not because I think it's bad. It's not. Right. I was just I was just done 
I was trying to get off of, I've been on fucking drugs my entire life since I was a little ass kid. And I, you know, I found out through things like holotropic breathing, diaphragmic breathing, meditation, that I could get high as fuck mm -hmm. endogenously on my own. I, that I could orgasm without touching myself, dude, through, through just attention, intention and, and breathing. I could do this. I could manually affect my endocrine system and release chemicals in my brain with attention and intention alone and breathing like it just so the more i figured out our endogenous superhuman abilities i just kind of started easing off of the exogenous and but i will say that psychedelics for me was essential it kind of it kind of created something for me to refer to later in life you know like each time i have an experience it, it was just add to the to pushing me over the edge into becoming spiritually awake, I guess you could say. I, yeah. It's a weird way to say it, but, it, and then also I, I can't discount the ways that it kind of reset my neurotransmitters and helped me with depression and shit like that. I, the last time I did any kind of psychedelics was microdosing psilocybin and I did that for a year in 2018. So you've been um, off, ever since, yeah. You've been involved since like two, since since 2021. Marijuana, LSD, all psychedelics. What like caffeine? What, what I mean, where do you draw the line of drugs? <laughs> so, oh man. Uh, so I do struggle with caffeine and kratom right now. Uh, it sucks too because I know the damage that both do. You what, know what, what, I mean? what, what damage does kratom do? Because here's the thing: I my personal experience with kratom is I've never been a heroin person. I've never been. Um, uh, seeking, yeah. seeking out those things. And my experience with people who tried to introduce me to Kratom and Kava is I go into these places and it's like a heroin den. It's like people that look like they're on heroin <laughs> and they're, and half of them are passed out. And I'm like, yeah. well, this doesn't seem like it's the highest vibration. And, and honestly, like, especially yeah. with Kava, it's like drinking toilet water. It's like, you got to drink a lot of it. Ugh. Um, but I did sure. like Kratom and like, I, I somebody gave me Kratom in like a liquid form. And I'm like, I can never do this again because I will get addicted to it. I know my, I know myself. And this is like, totally, if I, if I keep doing this, it's not a good road. Yes. And so that's what's the, the fucking problem. Yeah. What's, what's the downfall addictive. with Kratom? It is. Okay. That's it's what it physically is. Physically addictive. It attaches to opiate receptors in the brain. It mimics opiates. It's, it's, but it's technically not an opiate, but it attaches to opiate receptors. Now, mind you, it's, it's not really anything more than like you took a couple Vicodin, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, but at the same time, when you, when, if you take it a long time and then you get off, you're going to feel the fucking pain. And to be honest with you, I'm not done healing. I'm not done growing. I'm not done changing. And I still have my, you know, my fucking vices. I fucking, and, and, you know, to be honest with you, those are the last two. I feel like that really been holding me back for fucking years, man. Well, well caffeine and isn't it, the worst thing in the world, though. Caffeine's not no, so bad. Dude, no, dude, no. I was just, no, I was just pointing that out. Sources. I was just pointing that out because people are like, you know what? You do drugs. You're bad. I'm like, wait a minute. You're on pharmaceuticals. You do sugar. You do caffeine. I mean, I don't yeah. do caffeine. I don't do any cup of coffee. Any a little bit of tea, but I, I don't seek caffeine out as a, I don't need it as like an energy I, source I, or a booster. I feel like where it draw you draw the line is how and when and if it starts affecting you negatively. Right. So the only reason I say negative and caffeine affect me negatively is because I know that I don't need it, but I continue to do it. Right. So it's like this mental fuckery that goes on and kind of holds my vibe down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, I just love, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I love drugs. I do. I do okay? too. And that's why I am ashamed about it. Yeah. Them. yeah. I just can't I, do them or they'll destroy me. I love know, weed. The, most of them. I love yeah, weed man. more than I, anything. I love to be stoned too. Yeah, I love it. I, I was 
two weeks yesterday or no two weeks today and yesterday was on my 13th day and i was so close to going down to the dispensary but luckily i had my girlfriend talk me out of that and uh we're still oh, man, smooth you sailing get so high too i know i get high but then 15 minutes i'm like fuck man 14 days down the drain i was trying to pull out some to show you attempt you but i don't have any. oh no you're good well the thing is i'm, I'm kind of cheating here. i got a little bit of a drink that kind of um because i've been working all day and I, I wanted to take a little bit of the edge off going into this interview and just kind of relax a little bit oh editing. that's dude that's the other thing is that the worst part about getting off shit is not being able to like numb myself like i used to go on stage in front of hundreds of people and i have this routine where i would take a double shot of Seagram seven and do 20 push-ups, you know, Nice. but yeah. I can't, I can't fucking drink anymore. The Kratom doesn't really kill the nerves. Like I, I fucking, I miss benzos and all that shit. <laughs> like, well, let, let me ask you but, this too. I know for me, uh, sometimes to take the edge off and I know you're probably against this. I'm actually against it too, but masturbation, right? I mean, what do you think about, I know like no fap Kundalini, uh, energy, you know, bringing that energy up the spine. Pornography is obviously evil. I mean, in my opinion, good topic. Right. So what do you think? I know because you're a big you're a big proponent of and I am, too. But I also see people like Nick Caputo now pushing, you know, come as many times as possible because it's building your testosterone. Now, I don't agree with that because the what ancient, the fuck? right, because the ancients have basically said the opposite, which is, you know, conserve it and, and let it rise. You know, like so what tell me a little bit about your no fap or your kundalini or your semen retention journey, however you want to uh, put it. Well, I've always been a very hypersexual person, lots of sexual energy, big ass libido, even when I'm all fucked off on drugs and shit. But ever since getting off of shit, I've been even more, and that's something I've been having to, to deal with being single since 2019. It's dumb, dude, it's been hard for me to, to not go fucking ham on the masturbation. But I did a lot of experimenting when I first had my Kundalini awakening. I began, to, I know, I, Notice that there was a correlation between the orgasmic charge and the kundalini energy. And to be honest with you, the soul, which is yeah. ionized gas of plasma that surrounds and encompasses your entire body. It's, it's, so that's it's plasma electrical born. charge, essentially. That's plasma oh, did I ever born. answer that question? That was the thing. Well, so, I, was, I, was, I was slowly getting back there. I know that the 369 is probably about Tesla, which I want to get into that. But a pl the plasma born, I wanted to actually specifically answer that. So, yes, go ahead. So, uh, yeah, man. So going back all the way to the beginning of this interview, I, I said that my ex was trying to tell me to go find people that are of like mind to vent my, my experiences. And so when I created the Instagram channel, it just hit me one day in my head. This was after I was listening to Dan Winter and he basically was explaining how the soul is fucking this ionized gas plasma, the fourth state of matter, the fifth element plasma, not blood. It's mm -hmm. ionized gas. And, and it was just like, it hit me. It was like, I just had this Kundalini awakening. I just became aware of my soul and it just hit me. My name's going to be Plasma Born 369. And then I entered it into something called Cavalarian Numerology to kind of check the name out to see if it vibed with me. And it was fucking crazy. It was like so accurate that it like was perfect for what I was trying to do. My mission, my purpose, mm -hmm. which was to wake up humanity to their spiritual aspect. And so that's, I just kept that. And then I remember learning through over the years of something called vortex mathematics, which is the vortex of the Taurus, which is basically what the soul is, is a negentropic energy field that flows like this around your body. I'm sure you've seen it. Yep. Like but an apple. The, the, 
Yeah. So the mathematics uh, uh, boils down to three, six, nine. And, and so I just, well, let me ask <laughs> you this. Gonna... Oh, go ahead. Finish that thought though. I want you to well, finish if that. I was get... So basically it was like, I'm soul born, you know, and I'm, my mission is to teach people about their light body, about their soul. So that's, that's what the name is. Okay. Now the, the, the I've always, people that claim to know the, the secrets of three, six and nine, I, they never can really explain it to me. So I can't me, either really. <laughs> oh, oh, that, that was my question. My question was, what are, you know, Tesla talks about, if you want to know the, you know, the way the universe functions, yeah, the, three. the universe, it's no, the power of three, six and nine. And I've been trying since the beginning of my, you know, kind of awakening to this world to, to understand what, if I could just understand the three, six, nine, what Tesla was talking about, I feel like I would okay. hit the next I level. can tell you right now how to understand it. You just type in vortex math into okay. Google and go to images and you'll see a gift that will pop up All right, hold and you'll on. see, you'll see, you'll see how the numbers three, six, and nine, uh, create the Taurus. And if he's saying the secret to the universe, everything's a fucking toroid and fractal. So it would make sense to me that that's what he was implying is that he was mapping out the Taurus mathematically, essentially. Okay. I get, I, I, that's kind of the, where people take me to and they kind of drop me off there. How do I use that though? How do I use that to, if I, if, I think if, that's, that's the, that's the fucking, the culmination is, oh my God, the Taurus. And it's okay. like, the, it's Nagantropic. It's a free energy device and it's literally the, the secret to life. <laughs> so, but, but if you're talking about like, how do you break down analytically the math on paper, then, Wait, then, go- then you should. Then you should be able to find a GIF or just type in vortex math, and it will show. Oh, I've you got how it I've works. got tons of stuff, but I mean, I want to know how to like okay. utilize it to like you know, it, does it help me manifest better? Does it help me just understand that I'm a toroidal field? Like, is that the is that the is that the end of it? No, like, you're okay. supposed to understand that you're a toroidal field and you have this fucking soul, and then it will start unlocking your DNA, right? Okay. parts of your brain, you'll fucking get all intuitive. You'll download like crazy etheric information and like be able to utilize that in everyday life, and just the synchronicities will hit and yeah. It, that's, I mean, I guess I could. <laughs> that's one of the reasons I want to interview you because it seems like you're one of these people that, you know, there's a lot of people that throw up these quotes and, you know, this, these graphs and these pictures and the sacred geometry. And it's like, okay, that's pretty. But what does it really mean? And it, it seems like you have that deeper understanding. So, yeah, this, with, with this toroidal field and 369, um, it's a mystery still. But I guess, I don't know. Somebody told me one time if you just study sacred geometry, you'll become enlightened. I don't, I don't know about that. But, I've always just tried. No, I mean, to it goes back to the the masculine, feminine traits, and we can get lost in the fucking, you know, the analytics and doing all the math, yeah. or you know, we can be more receptive and just know, right, that we know nothing, yeah. or we can go somewhere in between where we just kind of go back and forth and try to figure it out. But a, it just depends if you're a left or right brain person, I guess. Right. Like what tickles a, your fucking fancy? I'm a right brain person. What about you? I would say so. I'm left-handed. Oh, okay. Um, very right-handed. artistic. Okay. Let's I'm actually kind of, I can, I, I can, I can kind of do both. Um, I yeah, mean, obviously same. here's my, my left hand, but back um, to the masturbation, I can masturbate with my right hand. Uh, you know, that's yeah. Same. <laughs> uh, likewise, I, you know, Sam, I can do the same thing. No, it was interesting. I was trying to bring Let's that practice. back. And I'm glad you brought that back to sexual. Yeah, I wanted because, to bring it back. Let's go back to it. Tesla supposedly was a celibate, right? And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah, and and studying no fap, right? Understanding, like, because I, I just came across this a couple of years ago. I'm like, wait a minute. I obviously understand that pornography is probably inherently not the best thing in the world. Shouldn't look at it. You know, it's probably a waste of energy. Maybe you should be obviously wasting it on a woman. Um, but for me, it's like all these great people, the athletes, Mike Tyson wouldn't jerk off boxers, before a fight, yeah, boxers, dude. exactly. 
Um, Steve Jobs was a <clears throat> semen retention practicer. And then you look into, you look deeper at these greats like Tesla, maybe Leonardo. I think Leonardo might've been gay, but like Da Vinci, but um, Tesla though, supposedly was a celibate. And I think that's where his great genius comes from is first of all, he's not wasting his energy thinking about women and spending that time and money and, and all that, that goes into pursuing women. So there's all your time and energy that you can put somewhere else. But then there's that extra level secret of like his nuts are full. And, and, and I, I think, I think about it like this, literally like, okay, if you're jerking off all the time, like you've got this reservoir inside of you and you're just like, you're totally, you're emptying it every time, which is whatever, you know, but if you don't empty your reservoir, eventually, whether you like it or not, it just like, it just fills up and rises up, 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 up into your third eye. So let me ask you, cause I know you're much more of an expert at this cause you promote it more than I do with, with graphs and memes that are really good. What, um, uh, do you believe that, that it, it, it builds up and rises or do you push it up? Like, or is that even a thing at all that you, that you can push your nut up your spine? What do you, what do you think? So it, it depends if you're talking about the semen or if you're talking about the orgasmic charge itself, what's important that okay, I, I didn't I've even know about, find... I didn't know that about an orgasmic charge. So yeah, keep going. So it's essentially the plasma. Well, like we talked about before, your soul, you're mm -hmm. basically channeling it down with attention and intention down to your root, down to your base energy center until it collects enough. And then it has a fucking orgasmic. I don't know if you'll call it explosion, implosion. I guess the explosion, we bust a nut that goes outward, but you don't have to do that. Right. You can pull, you can pull the charge upward. You can send the energy down to the penis and then use it kind of as an antenna and direct it back up. It's all about, you know how energy goes where, it, where attention flows. Is yeah. that the fucking thing? Yeah, that's it. But that's, it. that's so fucking true, man. And that's the beautiful part about sexual energy. We are literally capacitors. We are transceivers. We're a fucking antenna. We look just like the, that tower that Tesla made with the ball on top, you know, the spine mm. and a fucking head. Mm -hmm. the, the arterial system, the nervous system, and then, then the corresponding energy fields, the scalar wave that wraps around that comes off of those endocrine in the spine. And then the brain and the heart, it's just, it's like an antenna that conducts energy and it pulls it in from the cosmos, the plasma that's everywhere all around us. And then also planets and stars, and then below our feet with the ions and the earth. So we're just like taking in this energy and we, Wherever we focus and wherever we want, we put our feeling is where we send the energy and, and we're just, con it's like a feedback loop. We're constantly sending out, getting it back. So what's important is how you use that energy. Are you using it to look at, you know, fucking backdoor sluts nine on the fucking internet until you're, you're sad and, and crying alone in the dark by yourself oh, at yeah. night? Or are you sending it down there and then bouncing it back and charging your fucking brain? You know what I mean? This was something that I kind of just went nuts on in 2017 when I when I realized that the sexual energy was a, the orgasmic energy was essentially the, the 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 soul and the plasma that's everywhere in the in the cosmos. I was like, holy fuck, I got to figure this out. So I went, I became, I don't want to say celibate, but I started messing around. I started getting tantric. I started masturbating, but not coming. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I started messing with intentions. A lot of women do this. They, they use the orgasm to manifest things. Guys, not so much. Guys, guys are, they want to like give it away for nothing, it seems like. But 
What were oh, we that's, gonna say? That, that's all we do. Well, I was going to say it's, you know, I don't know how, <laughs> how familiar you are with black magic or that or the occult, but yeah, that, that's, that's another that's, thing. That's basically sigil magic, right? Where you're, you're, you're like, you know, you're <clears throat> having a thought, you're making a little sigil and you're like, you know, putting all that energy into it. And then you're having that orgasm. And I, again, I'm not an expert and I kind of looked over it and I said, well, if there's any truth to this, I don't even know what my ego thinks is good or true or right. So why would I want to be manifesting potentially, you know, shit that's going to send me down the wrong path. So I just kind of let right, it go. Dude. because yeah, I That's I, why intention is so fucking important with everything you do in life, not just magic, not just sex. It just intention is attention and intention are fucking everything. Yeah. But yeah, there's white magic, black magic, red magic, white tantra, black tantra, red tantra, white is like, you're basically using it to help other people service mm -hmm. to others black you're using it to hurt them and red is just for self-pleasure so okay. i would say i'm more of a red person <laughs> yeah I, occasionally white I, I don't fucking want to hurt nobody are you fucking kidding me but so uh, most people they're all red man and a lot of women they woke up to their powers and they're starting to use you know the white and the red just to, to help themselves and other people but a lot of men are still stuck in the red and they that's why i was just like i gotta teach this that they don't have to just send all the energy down to the root and then just fucking explode it outward into nothingness especially fucking ai or or something so synthetic and non-fractal it's a charge of energy it needs to ground and pass and that's why it's supposed to go inside of a woman for to create life dude uh but instead it's just disgusting they, they hold it people hold it in their hands like this and then the energy just literally just ugh, goes into the fucking cyber satan but uh yeah. so i i messed around with it for a while i went you know what happens when i go three days without orgasming and then do the light body activation and am i going to lucid dream am i still going to be able to astral project am i still going to be vibing all high then i went two weeks without it how how did this feel you know now and then I went a couple months and and I came to find I came to find I came to find that I could recharge the charge in a couple of days that it wasn't necessary for me personally to go months without ejaculating that through breath work and attention intention I could recharge the fucking sexual energy in my body okay and and this was through trial and error and, and I didn't read the shit anywhere I did come to later find out, I come to later find out, <laughs> that the Chinese Taoists were basically talking about the same thing, that you could shoot the fucking sexual energy from your fucking boner chakra into your brain and charge your brain with that electrical right. charge, with that, sex, with that orgasmic charge. And that if a little bit of semen came out, it wasn't the end of the world because it wasn't really about the semen but it is detrimental to, to blow the whole fucking thing away because there's right. there, some of it is utilized in cerebral spinal fluid and it de de depletes nutrients and all that shit. Totally. Totally. But I would not dude. what I want to tell to all the young men out there that are just learning about all that. Don't take it. Like, don't go overboard with it. Just do what feels right to you. Feel your own body, start your own practice and fucking, if you have a girlfriend, just try to try to practice that way slowly instead of just, Oh my God, tits and ass. Oh, jiggle, yeah. jiggle like a caveman just sending the charge down, just wanting to throw away, throw it away immediately. Try to, in the middle of fornication, just like remain, come back to center and take a deep breath and kind of pull that tingly charge down there. Try to push it upward. Okay. Through your central chakra channel or your endocrine system and your spine, try to push it upward into your brain. So, so don't so keep wait, doing you, it to the, 
you when you try to do that are you pushing muscles or are you i just is it just a visualization yeah, yeah, yeah I, no, i've heard the, both no it's the it's the perineum muscle the fucking right. butthole muscle you, you have to charge thing. that you have to train that muscle well you just flex it. everybody knows how to squeeze their ass right. muscle. Right. but essentially it's like you what, what i do and this is the same way it helps me to raise my kundalini and my cerebral spinal fluid into my brain too is the perineum muscle it's it's a fucking it's it's like i don't want to say it's what it's for because it cuts turds too but <laughs> essentially you hit your pelvic floor or your your perineum muscle boom and then you kind of try to follow the sensation upward like a bullet right. up your spinal column into your brain right and then you know that combined with the breathing and then the sexual charge the tingle you'll be like holy fuck after a, a period of time you'll start to feel the tingle move with your with with your envisioning of it moving because the energy literally flows where you put your focus it's like it's That's like very true. Yeah. The attention goes out, right? It's like first, and then the energy between your intention or your heart. So your brain, your attention, your intention, your heart. It's like the energy. It's like one goes out first, and then the other one has to follow. So the energy in your body, your soul, your light body. If you want to move the energy, if you want to direct the energy, it's it goes wherever you put your focus, dude. So you got to start where it's at, and then you kind of have to lead it with your mind's eye. So I put my focus like down here right and then i'll put my focus right here right yeah. and then i'll put it right here and then i'll put it right here and the fucking energy will literally start to migrate with my attention it's fucking crazy man you know i think you benefit uh as a t i mean obviously i don't think you can teach something unless you own it right you can't give something away that you don't have so you have owned this to a degree where you can transmit it to other people and i agree with you i've been told to treat it like a pump right you just move that energy up concentrate on it yeah, it does take a little bit of muscular work it does take breathing but it's yeah. a whole system effort to get it to go. And you up. gotta, and with, and where the attention intention comes into play is you gotta fucking, you gotta have your heart into it, man. You can't be pussyfooting around. Mm -hmm. You have to really want it, dude. And it, and in the energy, the more you feel, you're feeling it, man. The more energy builds, and the more it will, it will move with you. I've noticed that too. So the same thing with lucid dreaming. The same thing with the kundalini energy. It's like God or or the universe or whoever whatever knows when you're bullshitting and when your heart's not really into oh, it. Oh yeah. You, you know, that's why when yourself. you really fuck, you know how you, when you really fucking feel something, you get goosebumps and chills, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. The same thing. It's the same fucking thing. My light body experiences, my orgasms, when I shoot out of my body, when I fucking orgasm, I get that, the chills, you know, it's just the energy firing off my whole, my fucking soul just like firing off, dude. And it's just, <laughs> we are that energy, man. So, you know, we have a pineal gland, right? And it's a yeah, fucking yeah. eyeball. It's an atrophied eyeball, which looks like it was once bigger. But, like, your eyes already are capable of seeing visible light, right? So what the fuck is this? What is your pineal gland for? Well, it's for the light. It's like a projector, right? So, like, the light out here, the, the visible spectrum is creating this reality that our eyes and our brain is perceiving. Well, then what is feeding the information or the light to the pineal gland. And then it's the same energy. It's the fucking light inside you. It's that scalar wave that starts at your, your sacrum and your coccyx and the Kundalini energy and, go, and works through the chakras and goes up and hits your pineal gland. And then boom, you got your projector. And, and that's what the pineal gland's for. I totally the, agree. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've always pituitary. thought that, you know, the importance of the semen and all that was the fact that it could, it, it could co-create, you know, with the egg, of course, but it could create life, right? It's your, your little oh, yeah. swimmers, your little, your little sperm are just, uh, it's just your brain with a spinal cord. If you kind of look at it that way, it's like kind of freaky. The, the, the sperms are just 
you know, free floating yes, brains sir. with spinal cords. Like it's, it's just insane to me that uh, we're unconscious to this. And, I, and again, I, I'm going back to what I was saying a little bit earlier, which is, I think that you're the only way you can transmit these things is by owning it and, and, and doing it. And you're one of these few people that, I mean, cause you're no bullshit because I think a lot of these people that are on Instagram and YouTube, these spiritual people, it's all love and light. They never want to show their darkness. Um, they don't even want to admit that that's a possibility. And they're a lot of times they're just straight up hypocrites. So that's why I really appreciate you about you is, you know, it's the it's the good and the bad. It's the it's the cleanliness and it's the mud, man. Like we're all humans. We're all suffering. And yeah. even, even even the lowest of low can, you know, through, uh, I guess, grace or circumstance can reach and, and, and achieve what you've achieved now another question i want to ask you because again there's so many people so few people i can actually ask these questions to is it seems to me like you understand merkaba activation i don't really understand that maybe you do it seems like you talk about it a lot uh, um, the merkaba activation which is like in my understanding it's like you manifest this spaceship that's kind of made out of like two pyramids and they're kind of stuck together and it's like this little spaceship you can supposedly fly around in so have you done that? Have you activated your Merkaba? And can you tell me a little about a little so, bit about it? We already been talking about it, man. So the Merkaba is just another name for it. The body of light. I, think, I believe it comes from ancient Kemet or Egypt. Uh, but the tetrahedrons, I wouldn't look too deep into that. That's just basically the sacred geometrical blueprint of the Taurus. Mm-hmm. So basically the, the Merkaba is the Taurus, is the soul, okay. is the light body, is the rainbow light body. And when it is a spaceship is essentially because it creates a, a centripetal implosion that enables you to travel interdimensionally oh, and retain okay. your lucid memory while out of body and then bring it back into your nervous system and back into your physical body to, to remember it. And so the more you activate it, the more energy you're conducting, the more you're able to retain this lucid memory out of body. So most people, they already go multidimensional every single night the problem is they just don't retain any of the lucid memory because their light body isn't coherent it's not transferring the information through their dna through their nervous system through their brain so that's where the kundalini energy comes in and is essentially to increase your electrical capacitance or the energy that you're conducting so that you can transfer more information and and, and essentially lucid dream and to retain memory through death and and keep it right and so, fucking yeah so because you die every single night every time you go to sleep it's like a miniature death you know it, it's kind of strange but it is very true and i tell people the most the closest you're going to get to enlightenment as an unconscious person is that split second between that you know that dream awaking state and then you know being yeah, fully, fully awake and to oh, try man. to to try to stretch that gap out a little bit further every day but again that that involves very conscious work. Now, my cheat has been the float tank. Have you ever floated? I have yet to try that. I am so interested, though. Okay. Well, we're definitely so going to figure out where you're at, and we're going to find the nearest one, and we're going to get you in there because oh, I... it's a fucking chain. Well, Damn, no, they're, dude, they're no, well, no, they're just everywhere. You know, every you know. Oh, okay. Okay. Independence, and you know, if you're in a if you're an hour away, or if you're in a major metropolitan area, you're probably going to have at least two or three float centers. But I mean, if you're in but fucking Egypt, I don't, I, don't, I can't really help you, but. <laughs> I mean, if you're already out, if you're already that far out, I mean, you don't need a. I'm 30 tank. minutes from a fucking major piece of shit metropolitan center. Okay. I wish I was farther away. Well, we'll, we'll get you. <laughs> we'll get you set up because I, I definitely think that you would benefit from it on so many levels. No, not just the, 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 the it's, spiritual. Dude, the, the you want to know a level. secret about me? You want to know a secret about me? Yeah, absolutely. I meditate every single night to black metal. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
and I have, and I, and I managed to activate my light body and go interdimensional. I swear to God, God put me here to break the fucking bullshit, to break through the bullshit in the community and, and to get people to look past the fucking superficial crap. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's the thing. I, 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 I would consider you a drunken master in a way. Like, you know what I mean? Like a drunken master is somebody who is like, Dude, it, it, it appears to the outside uh, person that this person I just is, thought of Tekken for some reason. Like you're enlightened, but to the outside world that, you know, you're reflecting judgment back on people and, and, and likewise. And so like your reflection of me, I'm a reflection of you and, and we can meet in this space and I don't judge you. I love you. And I, I can see the, 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 the namaste, the, the light inside of you. I can see the beauty. I can see having, having experienced it myself being a, 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 a relatively broken person uh, having lived an unconscious life, a hedonist life that, you know, like you might look at me and you know, you, Oh, you shouldn't wear clothes like that. Or you shouldn't drink alcohol. Or you shouldn't say those words. You shouldn't say, Fuck it or n-. uh, you're not, you're, 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 not, you're not spiritual. Oh, I, I'm not afraid. I'm not you, cucked, man. I'm not cucked. I'll say all day long. Rule. you rule. I knew I fucking, I knew I, and, and it's uh, not hate. It's just why. like, it's just gay to not be able to say a word. I'm like, no, nah, I just, say- I dude, I just detest censorship so much it's all it's about intention mm-hmm. that's what that's what's important not fucking words dude exactly but but uh but you know talking about you're just well i'm drunken master i'm just saying that you're like you're you're kind of like a drunken master which is you have the enlightenment you know how it works but the outside world might perceive you as you know like they're like somebody just somebody can only meet you at their level of understanding and consciousness i believe let me tell you what i'm doing what my mission purpose is here I am here to vlog my spiritual awakening, much like an astronaut. Mm-hmm. When you send them off in a fucking cord and they're like, and they got to report back to you what they see. That's how I consider myself. And it just so happens that I'm not fully healed and that I, I've went through a lot of trauma and I, I'm not going to lie. I still have PTSD, but I found ways to cope with that. And I'm on a, a journey of healing. And the more I share and the more I experience, the more I unlock, the more I heal, the more high vibe I become or whatever. But I'm also a very stubborn person. And I, there's value in darkness to me. And I, you know, I've always been a metalhead. I've always liked the underground. I've always liked the fucking, the underdog, you know what I mean? Like I, I, and I just saw like the whole community becoming really trendy and it was just like a fucking turnoff to me. And, and then everyone started judging me and shit, you know, for wearing what I wear, for listening to what I listen to. So it was like, I naturally just got more and more stubborn. I was like, fuck you. I'll prove to you that I can still have these amazing experiences while being a fucking crazy, you know, person. But I, what I never ever want to hurt anybody and and, and all I want to do is help you know because right. I know there's I'm empathetic dude and I and, and I always have been and it's just in my soul it's just a deep level and I got you know the more I, I did psychedelics and psilocybin the more empathetic I became and then the more I learned about energy and how it's all connected and the more empathetic I became and then when I realized that the best way that I heal is by sharing with other people, even though I'm a fucking black sheep introvert hermit, the more empathetic I became. Totally. So that's where I'm at now is just like forcing myself to, to uh, step into my mission more and to not be such a hermit, not to not be such a fucking edge Lord and, and just lift weights and fucking and jam out you know what i mean like but that's enlightenment though you know before enlightenment chop couldn't chop wood and carry water after enlightenment chop wood and carry water and i used to say before enlightenment smoke yeah weed, dude smoke weed and make memes after enlightenment smoke weed and make memes now the weeds kind of got me to a point where i feel like and i've said this before i don't know how you feel about this little 
theory I have, but I feel like marijuana operates on its own frequency, right? And so if you are unconscious, if you're living below the frequency of marijuana, maybe in a fear state, to smoke weed makes you high. It brings you up to the marijuana frequency. Now, at a certain point, you do some work, you, you know, shift your vibe, you take on certain belief systems, or you let go of other ones, your vibration actually becomes higher than marijuana. And then to smoke marijuana brings you kind of back down. And that's kind of what I've noticed for me. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, what's your deal with marijuana? I know people on, on the, that follow I've me. I've been trying love to, it. fuck dude. I've been trying to, I know, right? So I don't want to, you know, it's my, it's what I do for a living. I, I could walk 50 feet that way and show you 2000 plants. Oh, but, wow. Um, but I just didn't need it anymore. And I, and I, this has been the fucking riddle that I've been trying to figure out for a long time. How does THC affect the, what, the human being? the light body is it detrimental in any way you know what mm-hmm. i mean and and i think i have my own personal beliefs uh like you said that was a fucking that was a perfect analogy what you just said though how the frequency brings you to its level or whatnot but uh essentially what i've come to find for myself is that it it, it takes away my lucid memory okay my dreaming stops substantially and i think it has something to do with frequencies, obviously, or maybe it's chemicals, but I think that it utilizes certain spiritual energy that you, that, that you would normally have, you know, access to when you're not stoned. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Does that make any sense to you at all? I mean, I still yeah. haven't fully figured it out. I feel like what, I need to do much of science. Here's another analogy I have with but, it, which is, which is this. Another analogy I used to have, which was okay, like an unconscious person is living in this house and it's like full of bugs and it's broken and it, it needs to be fumigated, right? People, they, need to, they need to be released from their uh, uh, NPC like my apartment. <laughs> brainwashed lifestyle. And so they smoke weed and, and it kind of like opens things up and it kind of oh, clears, yeah. clears some of these bugs up. But the problem is if you persist, like you're continually fumigating your house and you're trying to live in it. Yeah, dude. Like I said earlier with, about the kratom, like normally you wouldn't, it's not a bad thing, you know, it, but how is it, is it detrimental to you? Like, right. is it, is it a bad thing because you let it be? Is it holding you back on a spiritual level, on an emotional level? On a, Cause you know that you're meant for another direction or you're not doing something that you would otherwise be doing if you right. weren't on it. You know what right. I mean? Like, and I think that's where it becomes detrimental. And that's the, the cool thing about the sacred plants or whatever, or drugs period is that they're there for a period of time in your life, but you're not supposed to be stagnant and you, you fucking hit the nail on the head. The drug creates a frequency. You're not supposed to stay in one fucking frequency your whole life. You came here mm-hmm. for a mission and to learn things and to ebb and flow and to grow and to keep going. And, and as soon as you get stuck in a frequency, that's when it starts tightening up and the depression hits. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the energy can't flow through and your Taurus gets blocked and you're right. emotionally like, Oh, fuck. You know, get all lethargic and shit, and and you're—I don't know. No, but. you're totally right. It, it it works until it doesn't, and at that point, it's time exactly to move right. on. And then you know, it's, exactly. it's, like, it's like alcohol. I can sit here and have one drink, and I won't think about it. Maybe a week later, I won't want to drink again. But if I smoke the weed right yeah, now, I'd want, I'd want it another one tomorrow. So it's not for everybody. I always wonder because I'm like, how does Willie Nelson? How does Snoop Dogg? I'm, am, am I higher vibing than them somehow? That might be true. You know, maybe Snoop Dogg. Oh, their shit's no. tied into their fucking money too, though. You know, so they're kind of like I feel sorry for them in a way. That's like they're like no, they're going to be known as that weed right. guy for all eternity. Right. <laughs> right. And so but, that's uh, why that's why I'm always, always like not uh, afraid to like toss this float universe thing or my ego into the fire and say, you know what, maybe I'm stuck here. I need to transcend. And, 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 and the weed character also is like, 
you, you do kind of like Willie Nelson or Snoop Dogg get caught up being this character for people and they don't like it. They can't accept it. They get upset when you even slightly, cr- you slightly criticize it though. But the thing is, I, I try to bring oh, knowledge. Fuck. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I love this stuff and I still love it, but I want to tell you, look guys. Um, Dude, that's why. Yeah. That's why I like you. I mean, fuck. there's all kinds of stuff you- in this weed. Like they put, they put, uh, they, they put pesticides in it. You don't know who's growing it. Um, it's, you know, when I tried to quit weed recently, I put a list of the good things for me and the bad things. And it was like two good things. It was like a little bit of pain control and the ability to say fuck it to basically anything. But everything else was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm wasting my money. I smell like weed all the time. Like I'm, I'm lethargic. I'm tired. I'm, it, it was just a 50 million things on the, on the bad side. I'm like, you know what? Like at the end of the day, I can stop because I made it a burden, right? It was like this 500 pound grill on my back. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna let this thing go because I can always go to the dispensary. Weed's always, always available. It's not like I'm never going to be able to do it again. And, and, yeah, and the main, just, just see what happens, man. The, the gonna, main the main reason I stopped was besides all these other things was every time I would enter a psychedelic journey over the past two or three years, mushrooms, DMT, didn't matter what it was, I would always hit the wall of the psychedelics telling me we got nothing to show you. You you, you got to quit smoking weed to continue down this path, and until you do it, don't even bother coming back. So I kind of let the psychedelics go. And uh, yeah, I've, been, I've been working with weed now for the past two years. I mean, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but ayahuasca is a female spirit. Have you done ayahuasca? I have never done ayahuasca. DMT? Dude, I do DMT every night in my oh, body. Well I, well, I know that. You're one of those people. Like, I was when I was really into DMT a few years I'm ago, not, Yeah. I had a guy on the come off the beach who was like a um, kundalini yoga guy. And he's like, bro, he's like, you can do that naturally. I'm like, well, I can't kind of get there yet physically, but I'm glad that you can. So I, I believe it's true that and yeah you lucid dream you um have these dmt like experiences naturally right so you're just you're just breathing like what's your technique okay so it's not just it's it's all of it so you want to hear it man i feel like i had more to say of what you were saying oh go ahead i just want to say real i just i just want to say real quick that's why i like you is because you're not you're not a fucking pussy man you 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 you're not afraid to to piss off and trigger your followers yeah. And, I, and I love that about you because that is how we grow as a Absolutely. human race is by exploring and, and pushing the boundaries and go and moving forward in different directions and just testing the waters. But uh, essentially what I do, what I'm going to do after this is go home and eat a fucking big ass dinner because I went to the gym and I, and I feel like I'm shrinking as we speak because I didn't feed my muscles. <laughs> essentially, I'm going to go home. I'm going to eat. I'm going to let it digest for a couple hours and then I'm going to hit the bed. I'm going to put on some binaural beats or some kind of music, some lo-fi shit mm-hmm. and just lay there and, and take a deep breath. And what happens is I, I can feel the, the energy since having a Kundalini energy I'm sensitive to it and I know where it's at. I know where it's flowing. I know where it's blocked and wherever it's blocked, I begin the process of moving it. So it's not blocked and free flowing it through my Taurus. Okay. And then after I unblock what's or what I've already harnessed, I then begin the process of bringing more through, through diaphragmic breathing and through attention intention. But basically the, the energy centers that you are made of there's the main seven you know the root the sacral mm-hmm. the fucking solar plexus you know the the heart the throat third eye the crown then there's minor energy centers or plasma cones like the, the thalamus you know the pituitary gland there's little ones all over the head essentially the in the main energy centers of the body the front one comes out and it looks like a basically a pine cone 
or I guess you could say an upside down uh, tetrahedron. What is a good way to explain a funnel, a fucking tornado. Okay. Yeah. And then the back is the same way, but the other direction. So what you got to do is you go in one by one with your mind's eye and with the breathing and expand them and stimulate them and activate them. They start fucking spinning and oscillating. Okay. They start spinning. Once you do all main seven, you start, then you focus your attention and tension upward into uh, higher chakras that are above your physical body. And the higher you go, the more energy you can tap into. It's like a fucking water tap, dude. And essentially the only, the way it operates is you, you just envision it, but right. with the, with the intention too, though, the, the mind and the heart working together. And I've, I figured out that, you know, there's electrical uh, tethers essentially coming off of the fucking brain and the heart. They emit white, they emit radiation fields, the good kind mm -hmm. and uh, electrical magnetic fields. So basically I, they reach up like this and just grab the plasma and pull it down or prana in the, in the Vedic right. culture and pull it down. And it, it's like a, like, water going down a drain it just hits that fucking the chakra system and this like works through them and they oscillate faster and faster it charges them up they're like nodes or something and uh basically it goes down the front of those funnels charges them up it, it might get blocked depending what, where you need to do work because those energy centers correspond with your emotions believe it or not it's crazy yeah so uh they go down, they hit the fucking coccyx, they do a U-turn around your coccyx and then hit your sacrum and, and then they charge, it, it charges the cerebral spinal fluid and, and they, uh, the uh, electrolytes, potassium, and, and then it starts kicking off. It feels like little, like, like little electric shocks. And then that's when you know you need to push it up your spine. And, and as the charge goes up, the whole time it's moving, it's getting bigger, dude. And it starts beating and you feel your heartbeat through it. Okay. I, have you ever felt your heartbeat in your fucking groin or your lower back or your neck yeah. or your head oh, yep. without, without inflicting pain? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So it's essentially electrical charge and, and it, and you feel your heartbeat there and it, you just, that's how you know where it's at. That's how I know where it's at because it's like a heartbeat. It pulses. Okay. And I've so had it happen, but I didn't it. know what was happening. So that's interesting. Yeah, know. dude. It's crazy. I came to find out that a lot of the sensations that I became aware of, I, I used to feel when I was a kid. Dude. I just didn't know what it was. I didn't have any idea what right. the fuck it was. But now I do. So essentially the energy comes in, it works through your little capacitor, the, the human body, the fucking torus field, the, the transceiver that you are. And it, it just charges up your, your, and oscillates your plasma cones or your chakras. And then it goes back up your spine, oscillates the ones on the rear, and then charges cerebral spinal fluid, and then hits the fucking pineal gland. It's the light that hits the pineal gland, and then boom, the door opens, the torus implodes inward in centripetal motion, and your consciousness just takes off. And no, it goes wherever it goes wherever like, the fuck you're vibing, dude. Sounds like DMT. Sounds like like you open the chrysanthemum and you're shot off into the dome. But have yeah, you done? Have you mind. actually done NN DMT or 5-MeO DMT, the actual psychedelic chemicals? I've smoked it about three, four times, and I've actually had a bad trip on it. Believe it or mm -hmm. not. <laughs> what, what, what I did, did, it, that, I did what, it wrong. What did that entail, if you don't mind? Like, what what happened? Well, it was like the second time I'd ever done it, and I had 
I just got off meth and heroin uh-huh. and I was like, I'm going to be all spiritual and I'm healed now. And I had my Kundalini awakening and my friend was like, here you go. He gave me a bunch. And the only way to smoke it was this fucking meth pipe. So I, that yep. going into it, I already had that like weird, like what the fuck is, I feel like a drug you right now, you know? Yep. And so I, I just didn't do it right. I fucking lit it up and I took a big ass hit. The energy fucking started gathering all around. The door was forming. I waited too long. I should have immediately took another one. Yep. Yep. And then maybe Classic. even a third one. And then the fucking door and all the energy just started like, it just felt like I was scattering with it. Like it was pulling my fucking atoms apart, dude. And it was just like a very painful disassociative feeling. And I, yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget. It's not the worst I've ever felt on drugs, but it's up there definitely. And I was just shocked. I was like, I, I thought this shit was. Supposed That's to be a good all, point like, with DMT. That's a really good yeah. point. Because I had an, uh, one of my last bad DMT experiences with it was, I think, due to the fact that I didn't quite finish, go for that third hit. And I, I, I saw like the Stargate or the Chrysanthemum, this portal start to open in my mind's eye. But it, it was yeah. all kinds of like dark shit, like tentacles and stuff, like trying to pull me in. I'm like, no, oh, no, fuck. no. Uh, and then I got pulled into like this emergency room in the year 3000. And I was this baby and it was like green coming out of every orifice in my body. Oh I knew, my God, it's fucking crazy, dude. I knew, yeah. I, knew it was, I knew it was about weed. So I was, I got the message. Oh, which was, yeah, yeah. You know, but that was years ago. I finally have heeded the the message, and I've, you know, two weeks sober. We'll see how that goes. But uh, you know, it's been it's been awesome, and I think it's opened the gateway to conversations with people like you, who who, who, who are just, the, you're you're the real deal, even more than me. I mean, I I I'm no bullshit, but but you're out there. Oh, we all serve a purpose, man. I know, but you're just there's a lot of people that like I know a lot of these things. Like for example, do you drink urine? I know it's potentially a good thing, but I don't I don't want to drink it. I have a strong gag reflex that I would like to transcend. But let me ask you, do you drink urine? Do you think that's a, a healthy thing or do you think that's a bunch of bullshit? I think it's fucking bullshit. I think it's bullshit. Uh I just you know, there's a lot of people in our community that just kind of go off the deep end with a lot of different things. And I think that's just one of them. I really do. I think that the body takes in the nutrients out of your liquid, out of your food that it requires, and it gets kind of topped off. And anything extras is kind of a fucking waste. Like I, I don't know. Like right. Well, and then well, also, I've never, I've never drank piss in my life, and I feel pretty goddamn healthy, and I blast off every single night. So I mean, right. Exactly. If I drink piss, am I going to become a fucking demigod or something? Like <laughs> right. Well, that's what's but, interesting to me is is a lot of people swear by it, and you know, like Nick will say, it's your your blood plasma, your unfiltered blood plasma that you're wasting, right, when you're urinating, and 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 really the key to drinking. Why would you urine- waste it though? Your organs not good enough to collect well, enough. Well, like you I, know, I don't get it. That that's kind of the question I have, which is maybe. Maybe thousands of years ago, this was practiced as just a, a way of life, and then we forgot. I think I think so that maybe some of these things have been either bastardized, we've forgotten, or they've been inverted. And that's why I'm always open to the urine thing. It's like, okay, well, it's one thing to drink your urine if you're eating Twinkies all day and McDonald's and sucking down Jack Daniels. Your urine's not going to be good. It's going to be gross, and it's going to be full of toxic stuff in the Twinkies. Yeah, dude, definitely. But and I just feel like nature is very specific in what it creates. You know what I mean? And yeah, and I, I just feel like it, it's not going to just pull some like trick out of its ass and be like, <laughs> but if you drink your piss, you know what right. I mean? Like it's not the same thing for cum or shit. Right. Or- <laughs> well, you know, I, it, well, there, could be, there could be an argument for cum, but shit, I think is definitely, right, you know, exactly. Well, the thing is, you know, as you know, as a, as a, uh, you know, semen retention uh, champion, I believe. Yeah. I believe that there's a ton of nutrients and energy that goes into, like, I think that, 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 that the, the cum or whatever is the elixir of life. 
and you're just wasting it, right? Because if you look scientifically into it, they say that there's all kinds of nutrients and minerals that you're depleting yourself of every time you do that. And if you look okay, at but, people that, but, 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 the, the stomach, though, you're destroying it with the stomach acid. What you need to do is let it dry, then you chop it up and snort it. I just rub okay. it on my face. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. To the dermis. I never waste the cum yeah. if I jerk off. I always rub it on my face and return it back to the, the source. But, oh, man. One thing I learned was ejaculation. That was a bad awesome. thing to learn. You know, I don't know if you know about ejaculation where you can either do it manually or you can actually learn to kind of like close that muscle down and it, and it, and it, and it not, it doesn't quite send it up your spine. Uh, maybe, maybe for a strong practitioner, it does, but for the novice who just wants to stick their hand down there and block the pipe, you don't have that depleted feeling. You'll have the, uh, an orgasm, but you won't feel depleted. And I, and I, I, I used to teach people this and I, a guy sent me a message one time. He's like, dude, He's like, this is the greatest thing you've ever taught me in my life. He's like, I can jerk off now constantly with no repercussions. I go, I don't know about, I said, I don't know about no repercussions, bro. I don't know if you should be doing this 24 um, seven. I knew but, ever since I was 14 years old, I was like, why the fuck would God let you just come all day and there'd be no negative repercussions? Right. Like why? It's something that feels so amazing. Like literally everything in the universe is like duality, you know, like good with the bad, except for coming, you know, like, right. But essentially there is, it, it, there is a negative aspect to it, but that's crazy. You, you literally like do a little mini vasectomy and clamp your pipes manually. Yeah. It's, it's between your, it, like your duodenum. You yeah. Just, you press I've on it, it before. Yeah. You press on that and it sends it back in and, and the body supposedly absorbs it again. I don't sends know. It health, where do your balls? I, well, yeah, I, I just think it sends it right back into where it came from and it, it, in, a, in the body absorbs it back in meaning that the, the so nutrients... I think some semen actually comes out of your spine too. I mean, I, I'd have to do more research into yeah. that, but well, you know, to each his own with that, because I've met people like Nick that can say, you know, jerk off indefinitely, your testosterone is rising. And then I, I agree with you and like the Taoists, the Taoists say that there's a finite amount that the universe is going to give you. And I don't know if, if I believe that because I'd like to think that God is infinite and that that's, you know, there's no limits. But the Taoists, I try to say, you know what, what are these people that have been around for thousands of years prior to science and technology? You know, I think that people were tuned in more back then. What are they saying? And for example, I want to switch gears here a little bit because this is a very important topic with spiritual people. What kind of food you eat, whether it's vegan, whether it's meat. I'm, uh, I've gone back and forth and I've ultimately, yeah. I've, ultimately, I've ultimately come to the conclusion that veganism is a psyop. It's not good for you. It wouldn't be possible without modern technology. And it, it's to make men weak and to sell processed food. Well, here we go. Let's let's piss off a large portion of my followers finally because I've, I haven't really openly ever came out with this before. But I was vegan for two years, and I'm not going to – every time – if I say this, they're just like, well, you did it wrong. But yeah. no, I didn't fucking do it wrong. My joints hurt all the time. I felt lethargic. I felt weak. And so I stopped doing it, you know. But I like to – I eat very ethical, and I pay top dollar. You'd be fucking disgusted right. if you saw the, the money I pay for meat. But well, see, that, that's what I was going to say. I felt better ever since. That's what I was going <clears> to say. I, I say with all my spiritual, like, looking into, like, what these – these supposedly high practitioners of east indian religions and even the west it's like you want to grow the food yourself you can eat the you can eat the the cheese and the meat of the cow the indians you know the east indians would probably say don't literally eat your cow you know don't eat the meat but i think meat is okay if it's not tortured and you grew it yourself or like you paying top dollar for it yeah there's um, cellular memory that does transfer yeah right you know you don't want to eat torture and fear but at the same yeah, time, no. I think that uh, people do. <laughs> I think, well, yeah, I think that veganism in a large part is at least pushed by the elite as a deep, uh, you know, a, a, another prong of the depopulation agenda. And it's also to sell yes, garbage sir. food. 
it's 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 interesting yes, it's interesting that a lot synthetics well that's what i was going to say it's interesting that a lot of these synthetic companies are called satan or morning star it's like you know like inherently inverted and luciferian and well, and again but but i i i think a lot of the unconsciousness is what uh, is how evil operates meaning i don't think that the, the head of like morning star was like hey you know what i love satan let me call this morning star i think that it's an unconscious thing that like all art, it's you know you kind of set yourself up to a certain frequency, and the angels pour through you, or the demons pour through you, and yeah. you get ideas, and you say, "Oh, I want to call it Morning Star," you know. And and again, some people think like Lucifer was this great guy that fell from the heavens, and I don't even think Lucifer exists as a reality. I think it's a, a, a made up thing, um, you know, it was, or it was or co opted or something. But I think that um, what was I going to say, Lucifer? People actually actively worship Lucifer as a good guy, meaning he's the light bringer and we should embrace him. Now, now I kind of want to switch. So you kind of said that, yeah, you eat meat now. Um, spiritually, like, do you believe in any kind of avatar like Jesus or Krishna? Or do you think that here's my here's my opinion on it before I let you answer, which is and I think you're kind of going to answer the same way, which is I think that somebody like Jesus had a like top tier enlightenment experience to the point of being in pain. And then and, and also Jesus says that you know, even the least amongst us will be greater than him at some point. Like we're here training to be like Jesus. And, and so I think that Jesus is a high level master teaching the Tao, teaching the way, right? Teaching these energy things and the metaphysical reality and all the things that we've talked about to a degree. That's what I believe that we can all attain that. And, and, and Jesus is not to be worshiped like a lot of people do. He never asks that at all. So I'm, I'm curious about your theology. If you have any, um, if you believe in these avatars, or if you think that you are just like me, kind of like training to be like them. I, I, you fucking hit the nail on the head, dude. I have the same, I have the same understanding. I do believe it could have been a man that was just on the archetypal journey of the mm -hmm. hero's journey. And he tapped in, you know, there, this is all, none of this shit is new. Okay. It's all part of the logos. And we kind of tap into those archetypes and, and it plays out in our life cyclically. So, I mean, for example, I had my trial and errors, my dark night of the soul almost died almost fucking overdosed several times went in the went on the streets went in suicide watch in jail dark night of the soul 27 came to a culmination hit major rock bottom at the age of 33 and almost fucking died from an from a drug-induced infection and that's when all of a sudden i begged for help on my knees to the universe to god and i all of a sudden woke up the next day with a kundalini awakening charge sparking off in my lower spine and I pushed it up into my brain and I blasted off. And so what Jesus died and was resurrected, 33 vertebrae, 33 right. years old. So I think it's an archetype that we can all tap into. I agree. It doesn't yeah. take away from anything this dude has ever done. If exactly. he did live, but also a large portion of Christianity is something called astro theology, which is, is a is basically symbolism of the cosmos or the stars. So, but I, but I believe that it's all connected and it's all archetypes and it's all energy that we tap into. Right. So, we, so we, it could be the stars putting off the fucking archetypes and vibrating out the fucking cymatics and the energy and the information. And then the humans, they just like tap into it like an antenna and then play that shit out. I think that's what it is. And I think now since 
humanity's at a point where there's just a lot more Jesuses on the planet, okay? Oh, yeah, I agree. 100%. <laughs> I, that's what I think Christ consciousness is, where he will return. It's not a dude with long hair that arrives in a spaceship in, in the fucking sky to save everybody. It's a crystalline consciousness that we all tap into right. through solar codes that are emitting through the, you know, the light out of the sun. And we just kind of, our antenna goes, bing, like a radio station tunes to it. We pull it in, then we play it out. So that's yeah. what Christ is to me. It, it's and also Christ is a title. You, you could like float the Christ, right? You know, you, you become the Christ, the Christian one or whatever. So, and then also you can. There has to do with that. Those archetypes also symbolically play out in the in the human body too. So, the, the, I, the light I, I body. And, it's just, I think it's archetypes. I think we've come, I, I think as an infinite uh, being beyond what we understand here in this material plane of existence, that we've come through choice to evolve our souls on a plane of existence that we couldn't do anywhere <clears throat> else. And the Jesus archetype or the hero's journey is is exactly that. You come here, yeah. you can take Jesus's word for it. You can even look at some of these other, I think all religions at a certain point are, you know, I think there is an ultimate truth to the reality. And I think what's happened is, like yes, our existence, we, we, we kind of bring it uh, another way of kind of understanding it. But, you know, think about Jesus's time 2000 years ago. Most people are illiterate. Um, you know, they didn't have technology, supposedly. Who knows? But let's just assume they didn't. And so Jesus is coming as this ascended master, uh, the son of God, which we are. Me and you are also the son of God and, and, and brothers and sisters and uh, women and men listening. We're all have that spark of divinity inside of us. And we're here to unlock it and grow it. And Jesus is providing a pathway. And I also think that. Uh, although misguided to a degree, I think when somebody accepts Jesus and really doesn't do the work or try to go any much, any any deeper, I think that that may be a, a get out of jail free card. You know what I mean? Through yes, grace, exactly. through grace. I mean, you don't have to take it. You can kind of go the hard road and maybe spend ten thousand lifetimes here trying trying to figure it out. Because I think you know God gives you that. Um, another question I wanted to ask you, and this has come from heavy psychedelic use from me. Maybe you have a different perspective. Free will, does it exist, or is it some movie that your consciousness is watching? convinced that it's playing what do you think free will yes or no uh, i think the latter uh, okay let's just let's get a little schizo for a second okay okay this reality think of it like a simulation or a video game right it has coding to it has natural laws to it that if you go against you suffer i mean you can't you can go against them if you want to but yep. eventually you're gonna fucking suffer so it'd be like okay i'm gonna be the the Grand Theft Auto character, and I'm just what I want to do is, you know, fucking go get six police stars after me and see how long I can survive. Yeah, you got free will, but eventually you're gonna fucking die. Okay, <laughs> that was the weirdest analogy, but I said I believe there is free will. Like I, I if I wanted to, I could get up and walk away, you know, and just stop talking to you and fucking leave. But I'm not. I don't want to do that. I'm not gonna do that. But, 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 that but was that? But was that? Pre- but was that predetermined on a level you can't even understand? I think it goes back to archetypes and synchronicities and there's a path for you written out. Right. What matters is if you align to it. I agree. You know what I mean? 100%. I call and it God's plan. the spiritual plan. journey, when I jumped on the spiritual journey and started following my heart for the first time in my life, that's when the synchronicity is boom, 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 Dude. boom. Then I was just like, is this even fucking my life? Like, am I just playing some rollout? You nailed it. I think it's it's because I got on the path of ascension I, and just. I agree. I, I call I call it like God's golden path where 
the more there you go, the more misaligned you are to whatever that actually is for you, which is a very subjective thing. But the more misaligned you are to God's path for your life, the more you experience pain, suffering, unconsciousness. And then, and, and again, the opposite, like you said, which is entropy. Just, yes, the synchronicity that ar- that arises in 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 that path of trust and stillness. Oh, and fucking three, three, three. <laughs> perfect. Oh, that's right. It's three. It's you're three hours ahead of me. Or so when you me. sent me the email to join the session, I was outside, and I was just asking God to like take any bit of negativity or nervousness out of me. And I had this crazy experience where I like shot up and connected to the sun which was right above my head shot down co- connected to the center of the earth and just kind of they met in the middle just boom i shot it out of me and well, then that- i was like i was like i'm ready and i went over to my phone boom there was the fucking email and then boom 144 on the phone nice. I was like what the fuck dude that was weird got one 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 on the time clock earlier so i knew for a fact i know for a fact i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing now do i have to do it no but it's right. going to fucking suck if I don't, because if I backed out from this interview with you, because I honestly feel like I was supposed to do it, I would go home. I'd feel like a piece of shit. I'd fucking beat off. I'd fucking, you know, I'd, I'd have my coping mechanisms and I'd yeah. be depressed. And, but if I complete this successfully with you and I help people out there in any kind of way, I, I'm going to go home. I'm going to be happy as fuck. I'm going to be playing the music while I'm barbecuing and you know what I'm vibing. I'm flowing where I need to go. So, anyway. I feel the same way, which is why I need, uh, which was why I needed to kind of move away from marijuana for a while, just to uh, get out of the forest, you know, and see reality for what it was again, and to experience connections like this, which I think, I think this is a, a very encouraging thing to people in general, from my experience, which is you are rewarded for movement forward, like shifting and, and trying to yes. embrace change. It is painful at first, but if you stay in that frequency long enough, like that's the thing, like you could choose you know, to kind of like want to change your life. But if you don't really do it, and especially for an extended period of time, like it's a, like reality for me is like a delayed mirror. Okay. So you're looking into the mirror of reality, but it's like your energy from like six months ago and how it's perpetuated to this point. And so you become still and the mirror slowly changes. And then you get to a point where it's more in alignment with your conscious, you know, cause you were living unconscious and the mirror has manifested this unconscious reality of pain and suffering Whereas if, as you become more conscious, the mirror kind of shifts in reality. Yeah, the synchronicities and the encouragement through that, you know, because a, a massive synchronicity for nobody that's really experienced it. I mean, it's proof beyond proof that uh, this is not what you think it is, that this is some kind of dream. Yeah, There's man. no mathematically way possible that that could have happened. So I got, when I finally agreed to do this podcast, what was it, yesterday? I got yeah. two major deja vus that hit me. There were dreams that I had like six months ago while I was working. I was talking to our sales rep and they just fucking two, two after one after another, five minutes apart hit me. Then I got another one about 20 minutes ago talking to you. And I haven't had a deja vu for fucking six plus months, long time. And it's because I, I don't know. I, I feel like I haven't really been on doing what I need to be doing yet, even though all everything I've been doing is, is, well, that's is, the thing. Uh, where I that's, need to be, but that's the up? beauty of it. That's the beauty of it though, is like, even in your unconscious, <clears throat> and like your failures and you think you didn't quite hit the mark, like there was something that needed to happen there that just, you know, whether your ego liked it or not, that served a purpose for the people in your life or your situation. Ultimately, you can't see down the road. And that's what I mean by this, this dimension that's so far removed from us. This was my experience with free will. I don't think it exists. And here's why I don't think it exists. I've told the story a few times. It's like this. 
and this has happened a few times on like acid and stuff like you're in a theater right okay you're you are physically sitting in a theater as your awareness and you're watching a movie called your life now the movie's already been filmed there's nothing you can do when you're in a theater to when you're watching a movie you can't turn iron man off the screen and tell robert downey jr to change the script you can't change any of that it's already in the can that timeline is done and you are a conscious awareness. Now, if you're unconscious, and depending on your level of unconsciousness, you believe that you are on the screen, that's your life. But the more conscious, at least in my experience, I've become, it seems like I'm an awareness watching a movie that's already been filmed. And because of that implication, you're, it's a very freeing thing. Now, it could be scary, like, oh, I don't have any you know, control over my life. But what if God put you here just to enjoy a movie and the more you can relax and become still, you could see that there's nothing to be worried about. And that's kind of the key, man. That's why I always ask people, like, what do you think free will is? Because I've I've experienced a few times this expanded state of like, what if? And then I tell people, then people tell me, and this is one that's really blown my mind over the past few weeks, which is what if, okay, this is, you're right. This is a dream, right? The difference between our reality and a dream every night is we wake up in the same body and the timeline seems to be pretty like you know the continuity is there whereas a dream is just it's got you know, rules <laughs> right well that's true it's got rules and gravity and all that stuff and so you know as you um i lost my train of thought there but you, we're dreaming right and so okay i got i remember what i was gonna say so if we're in a dream like our life right now me and you talking this is some kind of dream and we're doing psychedelics within the dream okay so the psychedelics are only taking us deeper within the illusion right they're not really showing us anything but then again, I argue with that because it's like people embrace God because of psychedelics. They change their life. They can see their problems. But I think, I think it can be a trap, too. I mean, and a lot of spiritual teachers talk about, and I think a lot of these spiritual teachers say don't do psychedelics because they want your money. They want your attention. They don't want you figuring it out on your own because they want, you know, they're, they're grifters. But I think, you know, like I worry about this implication, which is, you know, maybe I'm wasting my time with psychedelics because I'm just trapping myself further in an illusion. What do you think about that? I, I think you're ready for the next level is what I think. I think you're done with psychedelics. I think you learned everything you need to learn from them. That's, I'm just going to be honest with you. That's just uh, the, what the sense I get. I think that's a beautiful thought, but I, I haven't tried <laughs> half of them. I, I haven't done uh, yeah. peyote. I haven't well, done ayahuasca. And I still, I still would like to, well, but, yeah, I, you, but, you, but I agree with you, you though. I agree. Her. But I agree with you though. I'm like, wait a minute. Like at a certain point, like you kind of, I really believe this. And I really think this is the benefit of psychedelics. You kind of get the point. You can't really understand reality because it's ineffable. That's how God is. You just can't, you know, it's like a termite trying to understand uh, a human condition, right? It's just not possible. It's the same thing with humans trying to understand God. It's like, okay, there's just certain things that our brains aren't meant to like understand and pull down and, and like really, you know, you just don't have that dimensionality, that perspective. So there are, it's a multidimensional reality, right? What does mm -hmm. science say? There's 11 detectable Max Planck dimensions, 11 mm -hmm. dimensions. And each dimension, if you consider it like governed by a certain frequency, right? And it, it's a certain energy that vibrates and oscillates at a certain frequency. Therefore, it kind of has its own, what? Atm not atmosphere, has its own state of being, its own rule. Right, right, right. right. And, and the perfect, the perfect vehicle to traverse these realms safely, I believe, is the, is the human light body, the Taurus, because it essentially implodes itself and passes through stars and can, tra can traverse multidimensionally different realms. But I feel like the psychedelics kind of, it's like a cheat. It's almost like you're 
you're opening up a window. You're not really traveling through your, with your light body. You're kind of, you're, you're like looking through a fucking uh, telescope or some shit. Like that's, right. that's the way I view it. And a lot of the, a lot of these, the chaos dimensions, man, where it's just like absurd colors and just chaos everywhere and everything's fucking changing and morphing constantly. And it's just total fucking craziness. I'm not sure how, how relevant those places really are or if you're just kind of just fucking playing around like a kid there do you know what i mean like unless you're actually getting some like deep downloads like you feel it emotionally with the visuals and all that i could see it would be relevant but like i just i just feel like we're supposed to be more safe about it and travel organically and fractally with our fucking light body you know what i mean and through the natural dmt doorway in our brain through our own body chemicals and so i I guess i'm kind of a a conservative when it comes to multidimensionality now well well, i like the no i agree because here's the thing like the only reason i'm an advocate for these things is i think there's a density to reality and as we pass through time like i think reality was much less dense for people 100 years ago and even more so 500 years ago i think people were tuned in at a much different uh i mean dragons and shit might have might have existed you know what i mean like whole different planes of existence that somehow like have perpetuated to this point where we've we've become more solidified and more machine-like and more automated Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and so I i agree with you i think psychedelics are this possibility where Otherwise, you would never be able, like a float tank is a perfect example. You can lay in a float tank for an hour, a novice, never done it before, and just right off the streets, don't even have any meditation practice, and you can relax at a very deep level and get the brain waves of a, you know, like a master yogi who's been in a cave for 20 years. And so I feel like, like the universe is always offering us possibilities to kind of transcend the, the You're relative. You're right. I mean, they the have their place. The psychedelics definitely have their place. So it's, it's really, I feel like we're in a giant fucking sandbox that we're like little kids playing in you know and, it, and yeah. we can make all these different shapes and, and sculptures and and whatever the fuck we want and, and it's almost like the psychedelics are it's just a way to download more information so that humans can change the culture here and change this reality that we're pl- a part of right here but i i fully agree with you like the collective consciousness is so powerful that all these atoms can be rearranged dude if if the collective conscious focused all of their uh, their yes. energy on a, a certain outcome they could totally change i believe the physics everything I of agree. this dimension yep. and turn and raise its vibration and make it more holographically malleable you know what i mean and like dude, we could be in this like I, yes, rainbow dude. fucking light world you know what i mean if we wanted to really or we could be in a fucking hell world with silicon and fucking well, dude, I think uh, you nailed it. You, the, the, so my implication is this, which is, okay, if individually we're having this, you know, subjective dream of our life, then wouldn't that apply to the next level of the collective, which is we're collectively dreaming? And if we believe that dragons exist or the earth is flat or it's round or whatever we collectively choose to believe, ultimately kind of over time, like this mirror, I said, kind of manifests as a reality. There's no, like miracle, miracle to me is a, pr- a proof that there's no, um, like reality just comes out of nothing. There is no like um, causality to reality. A lot of people will get really upset about that. But I think at the very high levels of spiritual understanding, you realize that causality by implication of miracles isn't, isn't what happens. And the fact that you could tap into the miracle reality all the time is where you should be, you know, because if a miracle can just happen out of nowhere and completely change the laws of physics, or you can have a cancer inside of you and it's gone, you can be healed. 
Like, yeah. what, does that, what does that say about the rest of reality? Like we're collectively dreaming miracles are, you know, we're, we're, we're slowly. And that's why I want to dial out of the collective experience of, you know, and that's also why I've done the memes, right? The memes for me was a way to microdose your reality on the phone with some of these ideas. It's like open you up to the possibility that, you know, you know, we haven't dis discovered the entire world or there, maybe the earth is not what you think it is. Yeah. Or, you know, so I'm trying to just take just like you, like share my honest experience as I test and travel these modalities and ask people who I think got it figured out. Like, for example, I know I got a lot of questions here. I want to wrap it up. We're getting close to two hours. I, you were totally right, dude. We could keep talking for another two or three hours, I guarantee. But I wanted to start uh, a, a few questions from the audience before we kind of wrap this up and then some final oh, thoughts. Fuck. Okay, let's do it. Um, do crystals Down. have do crystals have power or like I believe Ooh, or is everything that's crazy? This was one of the things I wanted to fucking bring up to you and I totally okay. forgot. Perfect. Okay, go ahead. I just, it was going to be in my next YouTube video, the topic. Crystals didn't do a goddamn thing for me when I first started this journey. Like I was like, what, what is so special about this? Yeah. It's like a, a wonder of nature or whatever, but how, where's the magic. Right? right. I don't, I don't feel it. I, I used to, I used to lay in bed flat, like a mummy on my back and have like binaural beats, like tones playing mm -hmm. and shit and like put a crystal on every chakra and just lay there and just feel nothing. Okay. But the more I activated my light body, the more energy came into me, the more electrically conductive I became now when I put a fucking quartz crystal, for example, above my head on my pillow when I'm laying down, all of a sudden, I will feel this tingle that will pour down like honey around my fucking skull and brain, and it will just start moving, and, it, and it's activating my energy centers is what it's doing. I will put a uh, citrine crystal, which is a yellow crystal, on my solar plexus, and all of a sudden, the gas in my intestines will start getting excited and it will start going down my track and moving my stomach will start rumbling and i will feel the electric charge and my heart will start beating in my stomach this mm -hmm. happens on every major energy center in my body where i put a crystal okay i can hold a crystal in my hand there's hand chakras on your fingertips and right here and and i will feel this tingly sensation this vibrating sensation i've been wanting to tell people about this for a long time now but when i first started it i didn't feel shit but the more the more I activated these energy centers, now the crystals are insanely fucking just they're magic, dude. They're yeah. I don't know. Okay, so what what the fuck are they in science? I mean, they're obviously in our phone, they're in computers, they they're like a, a electrical conductor of some kind. And if if they are, then we're we're electrical beings. So I mean, right. And we got we got piezoelectric crystals in our third eye. So crystals are fucking amazing. Right. So that's okay, my well, answer you know, to that. That's why I wanted to ask you because I can ask a chick that, and, and I, you know, I, I think I do believe in the power of the placebo effect that literally everything can be placebo. You can believe it, and it'll just if you, you, but you literally have to believe it because this was the thing, and this is what I think happens to a lot of people. They come out of a giant psychedelic thing, or they have some giant spiritual experience, and that wonder will perpetuate a few more. But then slowly over time, you kind of get. Uh, back into regular reality everything's kind of calming down and the synchronicities the excitement I, I i think it's the energy of the belief and the excitement which activates the placebo you literally have to believe it and so that's why i, I would ask women i'm like ah, i don't know about these crystals because i was like you i'm like you know i've tried and i really didn't really achieve anything i said well this must be a placebo activation which i get it if it was but that's why i wanted to ask you because i know you wouldn't bullshit me uh, either way yeah, and i try I, I really just look up how they use it in electrical engineering or in any kind of scientific.
methodology. Look how crystals uh, work. And I'm, yeah. you'll get your fucking it. It's it, it pisses me off when I see these memes trash talking women about astrology and crystals and shit like that. The shit is just science. It's not mainstream. You yeah. motherfuckers. Okay. Right. <laughs> there is well, it is a science. It's just hidden because if any of this science came out, it would just totally destroy the entire mainstream paradigm right. and the money making fucking bullshit that they want to control us with. Right. I but, totally, yeah. I, I, I agree. And I'm, I'm glad I asked you because I'm seeing these people that I'm, and men too. I'm like, man, these guys are really into the crystals. But, but uh, the truth is though, on, on, I've had a few experiences on acid where I've talked to my, my rock, my salt, my salt lamp. And it really was having a conversation with me. And so uh, the thing is like, just because you have, oh, that was just, that just was because just mental illness. Just because, yeah, exa- exactly exactly so just because you haven't been to paris doesn't mean it doesn't exist is what i tell people just because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean it's not a reality you know so right. I, I've, I've had all kinds of things that people roll their eyes at you know that's why i'm not i'm not closed-minded i i am a skeptic but i have an open mind and an open heart and until you prove otherwise or you know i, I try to exhaust these things and that's why i keep asking these questions so i got a few more questions here um let's see oh they're on the phone that's where they are questions from the audience yeah i, I directed some of them to you uh, yeah uh, I, I like that that was that was great yeah and that's the thing like people listening we have a, a nice cross following and uh between the spirituality and the psychedelics and the and the and the thing like the willingness to be honest and i think that's a big theme of my podcast is i only try to interview people who are like they have nothing to, they're not ashamed they have nothing to hide and they don't care you know because this I'm is i'm also truth. not making any money on my social media dude, dude, dude same 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 <laughs> and, I, I'm, and i'm okay I with it I could, but I don't want to, because then I wouldn't be, it's free. Here's a question. That's, I agree. I'm totally with you. Okay. So I don't know if you listened to this podcast I did with this guy, Lewis, and his whole thing about that DMT and psychedelics used collectively are opening up portals to demonic realms with snake and lizard entities. Do you think there's a truth to that, that, or do you think, do you think that psychedelics are inherently good, bad, or just indifferent? And it's totally like a mirrored experience of the user. I think it's a spectrum and it, it boils down to you and where you're vibrating. I think that, like I said before, the, the psychedelics are basically a way for you to kind of peer into the, into the fucking soup of frequencies and dimensions out there. Mm-hmm. And if you're vibing at, at a certain rate that it, it, it will enable you, you'll go there. You will literally, it's like a fuck. You've seen how resonance works, right? Yeah. One thing's vibrating at the same way, oscillations, yep. and another thing's they'll fucking merge together. So you essentially will go where you're vibrating. So if you're seeing this demonic shit, there's just stuff that you need to work on, and maybe but, you're not yeah. ready to be traveling multidimensionally. But I say, fuck that. Do it anyway, but learn from your experiences. Right. And if something becomes really detrimental and scary or whatever, then back off of it and maybe try to come at it from another angle. But uh, anyway, well, that's uh, that's kind of my uh, take on it, which is this is like multi-dimensional telephone that depending on yeah, your frequency, you you're tapping into a demon or you're tapping into an angel, because that's just been my takeaway from hundreds of experiences. And I've got people that are like never done these things or done them once or twice and they're ungrounded spiritually. And they're trying to tell me how it is. And I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, so not- we got the same fucking problem then, apparently, because yeah. I got people all the time just like. I'll talk, I'll mention one negative out-of-body experience and then they'll just like write a gigantic book to me about how I'm just unaware that I'm vibing incorrectly. And it's just like, dude, no, it's part of the process. Like I have good days and bad days. I'm, I'm not always Mr. Love Light, Namaste, fucking, you know, 
but, but yeah, you obviously deal with the same issues. Yeah. Here, here's a question. <laughs> exactly. It, ne it never ends, which is kind of why I enjoy it. I enjoy like putting out content that I know is going to trigger. I, I, I could totally, uh, put, I could totally put yeah. out content that is, that is totally energetically centered in oneness and I won't get as much of a, you know, um, back in, you know, I won't, I won't engage the polarity basically, but I know how to engage the polarity. I could put something out that'll trigger half my audience and I might lose half of them. I try not to do that because I do like my audience, but also it's like, a, it's a lesson, like don't be triggered, you know, like, you know, maybe you're, you're yeah, judging man. something that you need to look into. Wow. We have way more in common than I thought. <laughs> oh yeah. I've, I've watched you for a long time. Um, here's a question. I think this is from your audience this is from Kirsten Cruz. She says, <gasps> what, what was the term plasma mentioned a few weeks ago about the Soviet pronoun tactics? Oh, fuck. Okay. Wow. I just had an experience about the pronouns earlier today too. Uh, so if you, Oh my God, how do I word this without pissing everyone off or just say, it. you know, you know, it is. just, just say, so basically, okay. America's under attack right now. Uh, spiritual level, physical level, mental level, emotional level. There's many psyops that have been hitting this country for the last, what? I mean, America specifically as a nation, since at least world war ii yeah. um with certain agencies and then certain global leaders over the agencies they kind of use them as chess pieces so essentially the powers that be funded and set up both the nazis and the and the communists in world war ii as to play off against each other for more societal collapse or, uh, for rearranging the chessboard well Just consolidation usher, yeah consolidation for the u.n for the League of Nations, then the United Nations, they want a one world government. They wanted it forever. So essentially what happened was they used Hitler as a fall guy and to absorb a bunch of, of uh, more countries in Europe. And the Nazis never really lost. We're living in the Fourth Reich right now. But essentially what they're, what they're doing now is propping up the other, the other bad guy, the commies in the form of China and Russia to come and topple the rest of the West and to consolidate more power and to move the global financial system right. over to China. I, I so agree. What, they, what they've been doing is they've been implementing certain psyops like the hippie movement. And, and this is when it really began was in the, in the 50s and definitely the 60s. It really kicked off uh, uh, through drugs and through Marxist ideology in the, in the schools, in the, in the colleges. And so what the Marx, what the Marxists use, what the communists use to divide and conquer their public, to rule over them essentially are what's called identity politics, the race-based politics, sexual identity, class. They can't really use class to divide us in America because we have the middle class, because we're one of the few countries that actually had a middle class, even though it's degenerating rapidly. But essentially what they did with us in the 60s, in the, in, the, in, the, in the civil rights movement, the feminist movement, all this shit, they put in a well-known Marxist ideological subversion tactic uh, and, and in the form of, of pronouns. And this is to basically come in, destroy the old, the old culture, divide and conquer everybody, get us fighting amongst ourselves, create civil war, division, and uh, it just sucks because it, I, it really went a lot farther than I thought it ever could. And uh, like I was hiring for two employees the last like three months and a good, I'd say a third of them had fucking pronouns. Okay. And I was just a little disappointed, but uh, I mean, a, a lot of them were women and, yeah. and I understand they want to be empath. They want to be empathetic. And, yeah. and it, and it's, and that's what they're playing on is this people's emotion. But oh, you don't dude, understand. dude, if that's why they use women. Simply, that's why they use women. Yeah. Totally. 
if you go off of your emotions, you're going to suffer because there's rules or, or there's yep. something called entropy and death. Okay. Or decay. But in, essentially, if you want to know the exact real history behind that tactic and where it came from, look up Yuri Bezmanov on YouTube. He's a defector KGB Soviet agent who basically gave a series of lectures in the 80s and just fucking 99.9% .9 accuracy mapped out everything they've been doing to America PSYOP-wise and what's going to happen in the next couple decades. And here we are. Well, exactly yeah. where he said we would be. I'm gonna so, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get even more uh, crazy. I'm gonna go with the stuff we can't talk about, which is the learn uh, the, the <laughs> learn uh, protocol of the elders of Zion and and uh, oh, shit. and and the communism. If you look, uh, it's a certain type of people that like to be communists, you know. And uh, I'm not gonna say who they yeah. are, but I think we all know. And I totally agree. Like, look at Nazi Germany. Like prior to Nazi Germany, you had uh, no German central banking system. You had a bunch of I call them deli Jews. I take that from Owen Benjamin, but the, the, you've got the Zionists and you've got the Delhi Jews, which is the people like me and you, they don't know better. They're unconscious. They don't, you know, they're living their lives, whatever. And you've got all these Delhi Jews running these banks in these local areas, right? And they don't, Germany doesn't have a central bank prior to the war. The war happens and the Zionists, and, and again, the Zionists right now are destroying their own people, right? Like with these pronoun things and the, 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 the Teva, Teva pharmaceuticals, yeah, the, the vaccine, all these things are just killing their own population. Experiment, um, so. So, you know, prior after World War II, guess what? Uh, Germany has a central bank, right? And Ger Germans are some of the hardest people to cuck. So, you know, I agree with you right there where, you know, I think, I don't know if Hitler was a patsy or fall guy, if he was in on it or, or not. But at the end of the day, uh, Germany ends up with a central bank and they didn't have one prior to the war. And if you know anything about the deep state and the globalists, all they do is just go around the globe and try to either through war, like the Middle East, turn these countries over. You know, 9-11 was all about, uh, consolidation again, like we, you know, we got to get into the Middle East, we've got to take the oil and we've got to set up these central banks, which is the whole thing about um, Gaddafi, you know, Gaddafi was going to make the, yeah. the, the, the Africa green, you know, he was putting people on gold and, and, and the, the big word is usury, right, you know, uh, yeah. interest and in, it's illegal, it's illegal and actual real Christian law, it's illegal in Islamic law. But guess what law it's not illegal in? And we're not going to say that, but we all know. So again, I don't hate anybody. You shut up, Goyam. <laughs> exactly but that's the thing though i can't talk about it but they can sit in the in their places of worship and treat us and say well we're the chosen people you're cattle and we have the right to and to, and to a degree i don't disagree like look at the state of the world like maybe the the herd needs to be cold right i hate to say that but i mean look how far down we're going right it's just insanity to the point of me i'm going into the woods and into the into the deep winter where it only the strong survive you know, I live down here in Florida yeah. and it's, it's easy living, but I've kind of reached my end of that. And uh, I agree with you 100 percent. And uh, Man, you only got two major highways coming in and out of that segregated state off the main continent. You better watch out. <laughs> right. No, you're right about that. I'm, I'm on a little uh, peninsula here and uh, it's very low. The highways but... get blocked. You're fucking going yeah. to Cuba, man. Let me ask you this. But, uh, oh, go ahead. I want you to finish your thought. What was I going to fucking say? Uh we're talking no, about man, I, I Zionism. Any, I don't have anything against the, the Zion. Well, I do. I mean, it, well, I don't have no, anything it, it, against it, anyone that's trying to hurt anybody, okay? But what I want to say is, is that I don't believe it's a, any specific race or religion or group. I think it boils down at the very top of the pyramid that it's a, it's a spiritual battle. It's a good versus evil. Right. And it may even get interdimensional. And, and I, the oh. Nephilim, the trapped, disembodied spirits that are stuck in the astral plane trying to 
steer humanity into hell world. Well, see, I hundred percent, I hundred percent agree with that. I think when I say Zionist, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Jews. I'm talking about some are Jews Ross. and some are some are like Bush and, and Clinton and 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 uh, you know these people that are not. Yeah, they're fucking evil. Right. I, and I'm going to tell you what I really think they are. I mean, we could go back to Jacob Frank and the Illuminati and and all those Jews, and we can go to the Rothschilds or the fake fucking Jews, the Zion, the uh, Ashkenazis. I right. Mean, but but at the end of the day, it's a spiritual battle. It's an interdimensional battle. And I think that through certain religions and certain bloodlines and races, because DNA transmits information, right? And, and mm-hmm. these entities are these multidimensional entities can tap into energy fields and auras and implant thought forms. Okay. And certain people are more prone to cert, to to or susceptible to downloading these thought forms. Some people are more evil, dude. They've even detected evil on a genetic level, you know what I mean? Lots of inbreeding, inbreeding will create yeah. evil tendencies. But uh, so I personally believe there are demons, whatever the fuck you want to call them, interdimensional entities trapped in the earth sphere, one of the interdimensional planes around the earth. It's called, I call it the lower asteroid. Yeah. I've been there way too many fucking times, man. But they're essentially trapped, and but they can still implant thought forms through humans that are vibing with them and i think a lot of these people got put into places of power and they're trying to essentially steer these evil psychopaths into building this fucking synthetic breakaway into uh, a a technological fucking universe a fake universe a a copy um it's inverted copy of of fractal nature essentially fucking uh through big tech and and ai okay and and that's what I want to say. To me, AI is essentially like it's like the opposite of DMT. It's like a portal to only negative spirits. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 if you think about microchips and silicon and and the way those little lines of those linear lines of energy work or play out on the fucking computer chipboard. It's all energy. It's all solar spirit running through their electrical charges, running down those lines into those little cubes and shit. And and there's no Tauruses. There's no negantropic free flowing energy. And, and I I just I feel like it's a perfect portal for disembodied spirits to break through and through the technology. And and anyway, what I'm saying is is that I yeah you can you can categorize the multi, the many levels of this evil force that's trying to enslave us all. But and some are more they do a lot more damage than others, definitely. Well, yeah, but, uh, I, I think the higher the day is... at the end of the day, it's a mind virus, dude. It's just good and evil. I agree. I think uh, I don't know if Satan exists as a, a physical reality, but I do think that it exists as a interdimensional or, you know, like some other realm that has influence over this one. Although they say in the Bible that this is Satan's realm, you know, he controls the airwaves, TV, and it kind of makes sense. You look at Hollywood, you look at the radio, you're not going to get played unless you are, you know, uh, right. at least taking a knee to the beast. So um, my thought is this, that these Zionists worship Satan, they, you know, the, the, the eye, the eye of Sauron, the eye on the, you know, the, the Illuminati one eye, that's what they worship. It's unconscious evil. And it flows through them, and 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 uh, and here we are. You know, it's everything's inverted now, and 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 I feel like it's only been in the past like ten years that things have just exploded. Like it seems like I don't know. There's a certain point yeah. where maybe in 2012 the simulation shifted or shut off, or I don't. I don't like. Oh, they just they. Uh, there's only so far they could keep it hidden. Their agenda. We're mm-hmm. at a point. There is a point where they have to. Re- they have to bring it out to to cull 
or to assimilate humanity. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it has to be, we have to take in the fucking dose of, of poison. And, well, and that's, that's what yeah. 2020 was really. Well, that's the thing was, too. Yeah, exactly. They, they have to show you, they have to, you have, you have to, and this is a great ending kind of slowing down here and ending, which is, it's a choice. Everything is an offer. You don't have to accept the offer. A lot of us take the offers. And when I mean an offer, I'm talking about Amazon. I'm talking about your grocery store, convenience, you, or your job. You want to keep your job? You got to take the shot. You got to wear the mask. Oh, you don't want to? You're inconvenienced, but that's a spiritual test because if you know, like I know, and you do, you know, you're infinite and you can manifest anything through your frequency yeah. and, and, and God's grace and everything else I've, that, you know, stepping, so into, stubborn, stepping into that courage, right? But uh, that's, that's what unconsciousness, though. You don't realize that that's even a possibility. You have to take the jab. You got to keep my job. God, there's no God. How can I possibly get another job? So, but it's always an offer. Um, evil, Satan, whatever, however you want to put it, is not, is not going to force it on you. You have to consciously choose it, which is why they put it out there. And they sh- they put it in your face. It's it, it's your unconsciousness or your willingness to. So wanna... it's like a, it's a. I hate to say it's like an IQ test, and, and it's also a passion test. Like how much fire is in your fucking heart? Are yeah. you are are you? Do you want to fucking live? Do you want to grow, or do you want to fucking be comfortable and die? And and this, on a personal level, just pisses me off. What happened the last couple of years, and it's just really sad to see it just starting to fade away in people's memory. But I lost one of my best friends to the hospital protocol. They fucking murdered him with morphine, remdesivir, and a ventilator. So happened to my dad. But uh, I feel you there, man. A, my, my dad, same exact thing happened. You're right, though. It's it's a choice that he made on a soul level, I think, because I I talked to that motherfucker every single day. He was on my crew, and we trim weed for hours every day for years, and just talk about spiritual shit. He was a Hawaiian. And he was very spiritual and, and I just, he, he, but he would eat fast food and he was very obese. He had comorbidities. Yeah. And so when the fucking Chinese hit us with that bioweapon, along with traitors in our government, when they released that shit on us, he got sick as fuck. He, he'd been living on fast food for years. He just had trouble breathing and he went to the hospital like a dumbass. I said, no, I have ivermectin. You need to yeah. take this. And he just, he was like, no, no, I'll be okay. And that was, that was the moment right there where his soul made the decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he went and he just, he went to the hospital and, and but, played you know, the fucking game. But the sad part is though, a lot of these people <clears throat> made this choice out of, they, they, they believed that they were doing. Empathy too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to save grandma or, you know, you've got to, uh, you can't take ivermectin because of the official, uh, t- that's what I, my biggest problem was. I faced so much backlash from people that just wouldn't believe me because the official, you know, talking heads weren't saying yeah, it. Yeah, my mom, my oh, mom my... was uh, boosted. She was jabbed three times. Oh, and my own, mo- my own mother uh, begged me to get vaccinated. And it, that was crushing to me to have my own mother trying to unknowingly injure me, possibly yeah. fucking kill me uh, with spike proteins. But I, I said, no, I have a, ivermectin. I don't need it. She right. said, <laughs> she got so butthurt. She just parroted the party, you know, the, the talking points. And, and I was just like, I, this is something I've been struggling with still to this day. Am I doing enough to wake her? Or is it, if I done enough, she's 61 years old. If she hasn't seen shit by now, I mean, it's, it's kind right. of her choice. Or am I, am I just not doing enough? Am I, you know what I mean? That's the thing I've been struggling with these days anyway. If I'm, if I'm doing enough or is she doing what she needs to do and this is how it's supposed to be? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm of the belief through my experience, which is you, as much as we make supposedly from a 
certain perspective, bad decisions. Like there's no wrong choice. You know, we were supposed to make that choice and there always is a way out even beyond the bad choice, I think, unless it's a fatal choice, you know, we can, we can still correct our lives that life is multidimensional and infinite. And, you know, the, like I said, there's no causality. And because there's no causality, miracles are always at your fingertips. Right. But it's, it's that level of belief and willingness and heart and uh, electromagnetic field around you. Is it, is it strong? Is it weak? You know, and like literally the placebo effect, it activates everything else. Like you believe it and you believe it hard enough and long enough. And again, I've seen that come not true. You know, maybe that was, there's a certain thing like God's will trumps your, you know, supposed ability right. to transmute and shift. But, you know, I think there's rules. People don't want to hear me say this, but there are certain rules. You can't just fucking will your karma away. Uh, a lot of pe- there's been people in my life that have kind of tried to do that and it didn't work out so good for them. It came back to bite them in the ass. But I mean, you what you believe will you will experience what you yeah. truly believe. You know what I mean? But I do believe that there's it's it's a there's repercussions to everything. But there are certain rules and it has to do with math and, and density and vibration and, and some like I'm not going to just like even if I believe it, I'm not going to run through that chain link fence out there. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? But if there's like a small cyst of malignant cancer growing in my body and I, and I just really believe that I'm killing it every night in meditation. I mean, on an energetic level, that might be possible. Yeah. I mean, this is my personal beliefs anyway. I well, think there's I think there's rules to what you can really do in this this simulation. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'd like to think more. that too. Right. I, I see what you're saying, which is like, if you know the rules, then you can, you know, play by them and, and, and fix them. But in your there's unconscious, cheat codes. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. In your unconscious, you don't even know there's rules. And so you're just at the devices of uh, yeah, uh, yeah. outer forces, which are usually demonic and wanting to pull you further in. Um, I mean, dude, there's so much we can talk about. Let me see. I got one more question here. There's so many more questions. I just want to do this one and we'll kind of wrap it up. This, okay. is from, this is from the sweet sensei Skywalker. It says, how do you feel about the Emerald tablets of uh, written by Thoth, the At- Atlantean priest King? I personally taking a lot out of them and feel they are multidimensional in nature. Personally, I see them as a tool to help us understand the expansion of consciousness and the laws of nature. Now, how are you familiar with the uh, Emerald tablets of Thoth? So early in my spiritual awakening, I used to have a tap. What was this? 2000, 2011, when I was just starting to experiment with meditation and activating my chakras, I would keep my laptop open and a tab open for uh, binaural beats frequency. And then the second tab, Emerald Tablets of Thoth being narrated by a British guy. <laughs> And uh, I would just sit, I would just lay back there and listen to it. And all these years later, the one thing that I remember and know by heart is man is starborn. Do you not know that you're a starborn or something like that? And that's the one thing that this, I had no idea what it meant, but it was, it's so true now. It's so true. So but yeah, re- recently I tried to, uh, I shared a little a meme about, off and someone messaged me saying don't you know he was like a evil psyop agent or they said some shit like that i was just like no i don't i don't care i judge things on their fruit right and all i've ever gotten out of that out of those tablets and the information on them was positive so yeah. it's kind of like the law of one and raw you know right i'm a big law of one person too i mean i've and i've only ever taken anything positive out of that it was just very entertaining but there was a lot of universal truths in it too yeah but yeah, man, I think we're on the same page here. And uh, we've just blown through two hours over two hours like it was nothing. So I'm sure the yeah. 
our fans are going to enjoy this. And uh, I look forward to your continuing ascension because, you know, I've, I follow you. You know, I get a lot of my, you know, uh, I've grown from you. You are a, not just a peer, but a mentor in a way to me, you know? And so you're influencing a lot of people. The pressure, so much pressure. No, there's no pressure. That's the beauty of it. Me, me you know, kidding. look, man, me and you know, there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. It's all, you know, we're just sitting here chilling as an infinite awareness that, uh, I mean, I, I know you get it. So, you know, that you can't make any wrong mistakes, you know, unless you consciously try to like, you know, run yourself into the wall. I think you're good to go. Yeah, I tell you what, man, I'm not done. I'm just getting started with this little thing called life. Okay. It's just taken me a while to truly, truly become enlightened or, or maybe we're never supposed to be enlightened like a feather, you know, but I, I, look, I like, I like to get a little bit enlightened every night after a long day in the matrix, but it's just a continuous fight and I'm not ready to give up. And I feel like I have so much more to do. And this is just the beginning. And I'm just so fucking happy that you platformed me for, for my very first podcast. And, well, thank you. The, the, you know, the mirror yeah. stands. I say that to people when I feel like I'm in alignment with them and I'm looking like, like I said, through a mirror and your, your journey through pain, through drugs. I've, I've had a lot of those similar um, like encounters and not, to, I don't think maybe to the degree you've experienced them, but definitely a lot of parallels to our lives. And I want to make sure we'll, we'll get you in a float tank. We'll figure out where you're at off, off air. We don't want I, to. I need to, man. I can only imagine how, I've always wanted to. I can only imagine how fucking badass it would be because to I take mean, away all the, of the sensory deprivation alone, I, I could just fucking blast off. I can only imagine what my light body activation would be like if I didn't have to feel the weight of my physical body. Well, that's you know? the thing too. Like it, on, on the, the default takeaway for somebody that's just, to bum off the street and doesn't know anything about meditation or, or astral travel, you're going to experience a thousand pounds of Epsom salt, uh, you know, magnesium, weightlessness, the decompression of your neck and spine, people that are in chronic pain. Oh. I was, a, I'm a chronic pain person, which is why I did yeah, this for so long. And it's helped me in so many ways. And I, and that's why I continue to get up here and do these memes and do these podcasts for free is to yeah spread the message of love and understanding and it's going to be all right you're going to make it there are modalities there is a way out miracles are always available and uh to seek the inner kingdom within and i know just to, to go back to something we were talking about earlier i think the second coming of christ is within i mean you bring the christ consciousness through your heart and then christ returns right that's the i don't think christ is coming in a cloud or or you know there's going to be some physical thing i think yeah baby the, i it's think crystalline exactly i think the second it's coming the, is within it's igniting the plasmic fire within and then sending that that the, that information into your pineal gland in a nutshell oh, but well beautiful well i'm gonna you got any websites or anything to promote i know fuck. you're kind of like me you know <laughs> uh the only thing i really want to promote is dude, my fucking my instagram channels have been restricted since yeah. fucking covid they haven't taken it off my engagement is just fucking garbage so that's just really more for entertainment than anything but uh yeah i think i i was posting about q and 5g and vaccines and fauci and bill gates and, and then i got a fucking email by instagram saying that most of my followers won't see my post because of misinformation mm-hmm. but uh and it, the engagement's just been shit since but i want to send you all to my youtube channel because that's where the real shit that that's where it's a straight vlog like okay i left my body and this is what i saw today they, you know th- this is the awesome. information i'm bringing back to you that, that's my entire youtube channel what's your it's channel like called is it, is it plasma one three six nine yeah same thing same thing right. there's a link in my instagram bio or you can just type that in 
And Excellent. I just found out that most of my fucking videos are like age restricted. I've been age restricting them on accident. So uh, you have to be yeah. logged in. You have to be logged in to see a lot of them. So. Well, you can go in and yeah. change that. You can go log in and take the restrictions off. Oh, off the old ones? I didn't know that. See, oh, I'm, yeah. You, I'm a fucking novice for all this shit. You just go in your studio, and you click on the video, and you'll you'll see all the, the knobs and buttons okay. to push. But, yeah, definitely. Mine does that, too, because once you start out making, you know, semi-controversial content, they just automatically default you. But then, you, you, yeah, yeah, then you've got to just go in and make it all the opposite. But, yeah, you can definitely do that. And, uh, and, and you are enlightened. And, and when I say enlightened, I'm talking about... Um, it's not just an end game like thing where you've like touched the mountaintop and you're sitting there. Enlightenment is a gradual process. You've been enlightened, right? You are now relatively more light than you were prior to whatever we talked about. So that's why I say when people are enlightened, it's not just you're, you're the master of the universe. You understand all the secrets. It's you are. It's a relative state. You are more enlightened than you were prior to this conversation, and that's why. Uh, that's it, literally true. Actually, I feel way fucking better. A huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. Likewise, so. likewise, and I appreciate it. And so, guys, check out Plasma Born Three Six Nine on Instagram, YouTube. You're gonna love the content, you know. And, and again, like you're a perfect example too of don't judge a book by its cover. Because if I saw you walking down the street and I didn't know you, I'm like, this guy's about to pull out a sawed-off shotgun and rob me. <laughs> no, just a Glock Forty Five. <laughs> exactly. Right. So. You're like one of the most spiritually enlightened people I've ever come across, and I appreciate your time, and uh, I, w I wish you the best. And, yeah, we're going to get you in the float tank. We'll talk about that on the next All right, brother. Episode. I enjoyed it. You have a fucking beautiful evening. All right. All right. You are enlightened.